everyone, and welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. I'm Kevin Clark. Travis Vote. Matt Lynch, hi. We're all here. We're here. We're here. We did a suspense-free episode of The Suspense is Killing Us. I uh, mean, kind of. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> one, of, one of these movies we really liked. Well, one we of, mostly the, liked. Yeah, yeah, I would, say, I would ultimately say that we... Uh, there's one of the, there's one of these movies that I I don't know love might be a strong word yeah, uh, but it, it does fill me with glee every time I see it. Yeah, you know, it certainly is. There's one that's fun to watch. Yes, I think it's like an all time classic bad movie essentially. I would agree. And then it, but then it's also kind of like intentionally bad, so I don't know if it quite meets that category. I think it's just leaning, leaning into being silly. Yeah, it doesn't give a shit that it's stupid. To me, well, we'll get to it, but to me, it's like one of the great <laughs> one of the great TV pilots of all time. You know, like this should have been a fucking show. Yeah, <laughs> it's not too late. Uh, it's not too late. But anyway. What are we? Are we? Do we have any shtick that we want to roll through shtick. before we get this started? Oh no! What do we? What do you, what's, what's Travis's what's been birthday? Happening? How are you feeling? It was Travis's birthday oh, yeah. the other day. My birthday was ago. yesterday. No, the day. Two days ago. What's today? No, yesterday Sunday. was yesterday. Yesterday we never forget. Yesterday we never forgot. Yeah. But we're, we're, what? What? I was just. What happened I was yesterday? Really hungover. I was very hungover yesterday. Oh, oh night, that's uh, what we won't. That's what we'll never forget. Because of Travis's <laughs> birthday the night before. Right. It's the twenty-year anniversary of another time that Kevin was very hungover. I wish. Possibly. No, I wasn't. No, you didn't. Didn't you didn't get all fucked up on 9/11? No, nah, I didn't start. I wasn't drinking then, really. I didn't start drinking until I was like 23. So. I was sober in uh, like 2001. You were like literally just so- a sober person, mm-hmm. not just sober that day. No. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that day would have sobered you if you had been drunk. <laughs> was it because of 9/11? No. <laughs> like you decided to change. No, your I'd, ways? Been, I'd been like clean and sober for a few years at that point. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I don't know if I got fucked up either. I'm- I just my, my mom called me and. Uh, well, it was happening, and it was the day after my birthday, and I thought that it was like, I'm going to call him again for more birthday wishes. And I was like, Mom, <laughs> Ma, Ma, what are you doing? Ma'am. <laughs> and then she was like crying when I answered the phone. I was like, oh, it's okay, Ma. Your, your little boy's all grown up. It's fine. You know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, come on. I was working in Borders. Wow. Yeah. Just shelving books? I, was, I worked in the basement oh. where they keep you. No, I was. I used to do. I used to do the the, like the inventory for this border. So I was like sorting all the books and taking all the deliveries and stuff like that. And the office manager had a little office around for mine, and she had like a tiny little TV in her office. And she's like, "Y'all better come in and see this." Like she was crazy. Like at the, she was like blowing her stack. Obviously, she's like a plane hit the thing, and I'm like a little plane. No, it was really weird. And then they sent us home. They closed the store for a couple days. Wow, I was asleep on the couch at my house because I was about to move out so I was like actually someone else take over my room I was living on the couch and then my one of my roommates ran in and I was asleep and he just starts yelling like they blow up the World Trade Centers they blew it I was like what and I like this guy has he like lost comes his in mind. he turns on the TV and this guy's like we was like sort he's like sort of uh compulsive liar too so i was like what does he even have is this some prank is this some fucking bullshit and i and i thought the same thing i'm like a small plane whatever and then i i woke up he turns the tv on and i'm just like i don't have my glasses on so it's just like this blurry Jeez. thing i'm like what am i looking at and then i put i'm like oh fuck the oh yeah. oh he's not this he's not making this but it was like i was also but so i was in also the mo- mad. So in the movie about kevin's life you get a pov shot yeah. of like a blurry 9 11 yeah. and then the glasses go yeah. over it it's, and it's <laughs> clear 9 11 that's exactly what happened it was pretty pretty cool uh but also, I was I was also like, as much as I was like, that's fucked up. I was also like, dude, 
what are you doing just coming in here and yelling? You know that I work until like three o'clock in the morning and that I'm, and it, this was like, this is too early for you to be coming in here and screaming about anything. This is the last time like, you come in here and scream about 9-11. Don't fucking just come in here yelling. Did, Stop. did any of you guys have It wasn't the last time every night. who were like, let's go blow the shit out of Afghanistan after that? Like, we're like. You know, like, oh, we gotta fucking go in there. I, I, I had no, some no, friends. No. I had some friends like I that, might. but I lived in Philadelphia at the time, so I, I lived in Hollywood have. at the time. I didn't. So no, I don't think I did. No, I was in Hollyweird, and we were all for it. We were all pro nine eleven because there were a bunch of <laughs> out there in La La communist. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. No, there was a there was a hilarious strain of of fear going on. It's funny. Uh, in in Hollywood, where people were like, I'm worried that that because yeah. you remember during that day, basically, maybe even carrying. I drove on, out to Seattle that day. Yeah, maybe even carrying on to the next day, it was like this is an active situation, right? And yeah. where are the planes going to hit next? There are planes because there, there was like a few hours where it was like all these planes had taken off within the time parameter of yeah. when they shut down yeah. the airports and stuff, and it's like they could still hit a thing, and so people in Hollywood were like, they're gonna take out the Hollywood sign. Oh, yeah. Jesus, really? Oh no! <laughs> Which would be like, wow, that is a terrible target or they're for, gonna, oh, for a man. terrorist operation. They're going to crash into uh, what, a Universal Studios or something? <laughs> well, the, but the Hollywood sign would be poss- the, the least possible amount of casualties they could ever get. Yeah. Like, that is a big city where almost anywhere you hit, you're going to kill someone Maybe except some, for the Hollywood sign. Do you remember for- like teens making out behind the Hollywood <laughs> yeah. sign or something? Two teens, two <laughs> teens making out were killed. It's just a bunch of homeless oh, people I just, just wanted to feel shooting up and oh, no. fucking each other and... <laughs> It's like that Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode where they're under the boardwalk. That's what it looks like behind the Hollywood (laughs) sign. Do you remember how uh, for like a what a year maybe more like they you, they wouldn't show shit that had the with Trade Center in them on television or they cut That's it out and still yeah, weird to me. So weird. It was weird at the time and I think it's weird now. That that is like just one when of those you, things. That when you, have you to see them in the like, movies now, does it does it do anything to you? When I when I see the Twin Towers in movies, yeah. I know that all I, all I do is go like get rid. I do make a sarcastic joke like get rid of those. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I will say too soon sometimes. Or too soon, yeah, because it's just it's very strange. But it's also like it'll usually who would have had a problem with that? It'll be a movie from like the seventies, right? Eighties, and it'll be like too soon. I don't want to see those things. It so, reminds me of. <sighs> it also just I mean all it does for me when I see them in a movie is that I go like oh well, if I didn't already I know when this movie was made, yeah. which was before. <laughs> 9-11-2001. Remember how they pulled the <laughs> Simpsons episode from syndication for a while? Where Homer blows up the Trade Center? Where he blows up the World Trade Center oh, with, the New the, York with one. the crab juice? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I don't recall him blowing up the World Trade Center he, in that episode. He doesn't. Yep. Okay. <laughs> no, but I was just, I don't, I guess they make a World Trade Center. Had, tra- the, had a world, the World Trade Center been blown a, up at that? Because they blew it up before. Remember they blew it up in the basement? Timothy but it that, was 90, that was 93, yeah, like, and that was just a, that was not Timothy McVeigh. Timothy McVeigh was Oklahoma City. Yeah. Right, Sorry. Who this did, was the the, the, the ninety three Trade Center was allegedly also Al Qaeda. Okay. Wow. And they didn't. It didn't work. Didn't. I don't know if it was supposed to take it down, but the, you know uh, they did. They got it the second time. Yeah. And uh, but America took it really well. Uh, right. We, we handled that shit with aplomb. Yeah. And that was cool. We didn't want to even see the buildings ever again. Did you ever go to the site? No. No. no, no, no. I went. I've never been to New York. I went when it was just a hole. Wow. Before before they built the new one, How did you it? did you brood over it? Was it? Did you look? Uh, it was fucking weird. I mean, yeah. it's like you know, it's so because it's so much bigger than you can really. It's enormous, or yeah. it was enormous, and uh, you know, at the time, this was only like a year or so after it had happened, so it was still pretty fresh. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's like it's like when you watch uh, you know that scene in in Twenty Fifth Hour when he's talking to Feisty Ho yeah. and it's like outside his window. Oh yeah. I mean, that's like, amazing. That's fucked up. And you've seen that movie like ten times, and it gets you a little bit every a, single time. But a you know, fucking spectacular. If shot, you went too. if you went there and like looked through the fence and you're right there and it's <laughs> like the fucking Grand Canyon. Yeah, it was a little unnerving. God damn. Yeah. That's amazing. 9-11, everybody. Anyway, speaking of 9-11, <laughs> we're going to talk about three Val Kilmer movies. Oh, I, I did want to. I did want to bring up my one of, one of, one of my birthday. favorite things about uh, 9-11 oh because boy. like the, one of your favorite things about yeah, 9-11. Yeah. On your list, your list of like one 50 of my many. One of my Travis's many favorite, favorite things. Everybody get Travis's book. My favorite 911 <laughs> things about 9-11. I used to buy softcore pornography. You know where this is going. Uh, I, but you know, like sometimes I would, I would like to get some of that classy, just like, like a Playboy video uh, of uh, of just like you know, naked, just hot girls naked of ladies. 11. Nothing's happening to them; they're just Jesus there. Christ. Well, <laughs> there there was one uh, that I had that came out, you know, that year, or year after, or something like that. And uh, and it was like the 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 Playboy Playmate of the Year like showcase video. Uh-huh. Heather Kozar, I believe, was her name. Uh huh. I remember Heather uh, Kozar. Heather Kozar, a lovely lady. Probably MAGA now. I don't know. And uh, <laughs> or dead of a fentanyl overdose or something like that. <laughs> oh Jeez. no, those are the options. Or, or alive or she's and well, guys. Perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, or she's perfectly fine. I mean, there's it's one out of three. Perfectly happy person. She was. Uh, but yeah, she's just like she's. You know, it's a bunch of videos, of, a bunch of separate videos of her. You know, prancing around in her birthday suit. I might add. What okay. kind of suit was it? Oh, Matt, <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt. Uh, but there was. They did have one segment uh, where oh, no, she was no. dancing around naked in a fire in a fire department fire station. Of course. And uh, and there's fire firemen around. My fire insurance. And then and then that segment ended with a close up of the American flag and dedicated to the people who died on. Okay. Do you remember how the one night in Paris video is is dedicated? The the Paris Hilton. (laughs) The Paris Hilton porn video. Okay, but it's fucking. It's better than that though, because it's okay. So that video was shot. Surreptitiously or not, but it was shot by her boyfriend. Well, it was released. It, it was certainly released at first surreptitiously. Yeah, it was released by, by with, this guy without her permission. Released she, by the, her, her shitty boyfriend at the time, like and she, yeah. when he put it out and sold it to the porn company, they added they added like him introing the video, going like, "This is where I fuck Paris Hilton. Uh, it was totally hot." And also dedicated to the survivors of 9-11. And then it goes, it's, there's a shot on the TV, and then it's a close-up with this flag, and it's yeah. like dedicated to 9-11. And you're like like the first responders of people who, and you're like, whoa, that's not, a, I didn't expect that. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. All right. It's important to remember, aside from all the other stuff, that 9-11 broke America's fucking brain in all kinds of strange sorts of yeah. ways. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I was also going through these. Oh, this uh, this was a Twitter feed of all I showed. Yeah. I showed Kevin uh, a couple nights ago, but just this book of all, all the political, oh, the political cartoons. cartoons. I saw that thread. Yeah, yeah, and that whole thing is absolutely <laughs> it's insane. Insane, Start, so like nuts. insane. But like a, just a great example of just this absolute batshit insanity that people people just didn't have like any, instantaneously. It was like a psychotic broke. break. Yeah, yeah, for the entire disassociations. Nation. People fucking harboring the strangest ideas. And uh, and they, they, it's a classic political cartoon trope where like someone that people some, that the cartoonist liked or people liked is in heaven, mm. and then it's St. Peter going like, "Welcome, we you're great, you're you, now you're in heaven," and this one is the fucking twin towers. Yeah, and they're like, "Can we let buildings in? It's, 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 uh, Let's make I, an I exception. Think we can make an exception this time. The buildings, and it's the buildings, and you're themselves. Like, what? The property." <laughs> 
buildings. Did you see the we one? We love those buildings. Those buildings are going to there was, heaven. There was the Did other you see the similar one with the firemen that are in heaven and they're at the pearly gates and the one yeah. guy's on his radio is like, we've reached, we the, reached top. the top. That, <laughs> makes, that makes I mean, sense. At least it makes sense, but it was also like, yeah. yeah. There was the, the, uh, the other one, I guess before we move on, is the, the one that, that where it's like the, the cop the black guy. Oh God! That one is helping the cop out to of think, thing. To think like, that I hassled bl- he's like, he's black like, people. I hate cops, and he's like, and to think I didn't like blacks. It actually says blacks. Ugh. This is from. This isn't from goes, like. This isn't think, from like the fifties. To think 50s I hassled where, blacks is, is what it says. Yeah, this isn't something from the fifties or sixties where you know you'd go like. I mean, I guess they would use that was right. from like fucking two thousand one where it's like I what that is like it is what? violently cringy. It's, it, it's, it's, and the cop is John McClane from Die Hard Three, and he's got the sandwich board on him. The way that they the way that the cartoon. Everyone? I hate everyone. Yeah. The way the, the cartoonist draws the black dude too is also like the it's all just like yeah. ugh. Yeah, it's God, really unpleasant. what the fuck? Oof. Anyway, anyway, if you want to if you want to trip a weird trip down uh, awful memory lane twenty years ago, delightful. That, yeah. That. Speaking, speaking of a of thing, an awful that, trip that, down memory lane. <laughs> speaking yeah. of a thing that people loved, that was great, that was uh, eventually ruined and destroyed. Uh, Val Kilmer. Uh, Val Kilmer. Yeah. So are we gonna we we've got two choices for this. Are we gonna do the poll? No, I just like the Valhalla. You like, you like Valhalla? Yeah. So that's what we're going to call uh, it. Valhalla. Will, Will Goss came up with that, yes, right? Our yeah. friend Will Goss came up with that one. Valhalla. Yeah. Valhalla's great. I, that, that's that's one that, that that's like Donner Party. It's like, yeah. Got to. Got to do that. <laughs> Got to do that one. I mean, come on. What are we doing? So we're going to take on three uh, three little gems here. 1997's The Saint, 2002's The Salton Sea, <laughs> and Rennie Harlan's 2004 Halfster Piece. <laughs> Monsterpiece, The Mind Hunters. So happy we get to talk about that last. Boy, oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Well, let's start, let's start with Philip Noyce's The Saint. A man without a name can never be identified. We've got a handful of false identities used on visas, passports. My name is Bruno Hartenfaust. I am Bruno Hartenfaust. I'm Tony. Tony St. Hubbins. A man who doesn't exist can never be caught. I've been chasing him for nearly two years. He eluded a hit squad this morning in Holland Park. A man who doesn't love can never truly be alive. This woman has discovered something that will revolutionize the world. It's a formula for creating energy. You will steal it for me. And we did talk about Kilmer on our last episode in yeah. a movie that I think is his best performance, man, one of his best performances. And so now we're going to talk about three other performances by him. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's important to remember the whole. I mean, he's not dead, but it's important to remember the, the entirety of Val Kilmer, of what Val yeah. Kilmer was oh, this, capable of doing. Because it's a spectrum. Yeah. It's a real spectrum, and we actually get it here too, because he's actually quite good in the Salt and Sea. Mm-hmm. He is. Terrible in the other two movies, and he was fully capable of doing so. He's yeah. barely both in, in both in a phoning it in sort of way, and in a just sort of like these are bad choices. You're making bad choices like a bad actor. Well, we're going to talk about that right now because the Saint is full of uh, bad of, choices of by everybody. By, <laughs> bad choices by him. Bad choices by a director who didn't know how to tell him no. Uh, <laughs> bad choices by the studio to. Like continue making this movie after they started, <laughs> and, you know? and also fucking it up at the end. Like they they took a thing that was yeah. not, not going to be good, and then we're like, let's we make it need worse. to make drastic th- drastic changes that are can only make this thing worse. Right, and indeed they did <sighs> to the point where it is almost unwatchable. Although, like the the you mean because they changed the third act or whatever. Yeah, but even like when but Matt, it, the whole movie feels fucked with. Yeah, but I mean, even if you even if that third act had happened, it would make more sense plot wise. Yeah, but it would still suck. No, it would be good, good either because the one good thing in the movie would have been would have not have been Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, and so we like, got to talk about it. And so when so when you get to that 
that the third act change, which would have been that she died instead of not dying, right? Yes. Then, then, then you would just be left watching the rest of the Saint and be like, Without well, Elizabeth now there's now the one good thing in the movie is not in here, and even, I had to watch Elizabeth shoot die in a movie. Which even is so, sad. though, that yeah. she, even when she now is in the third act of the movie, it's just her standing around looking scared sure. and watching shit on television. Sure, but at least every once in a while, I was like, oh, at least well, Elizabeth shoes in this before I stopped before I got distracted again. I was so distracted watching this, I had to distract myself. I was telling Matt on the way over here. I was like, you were I had cutting to, yourself while you were watching. No, just, to, was, just to feel anything. If I, if I had to, if I had to pay attention to, it, if I was forced to pay attention to it, I would have figured out a way to build a. I don't own a gun, but I would have figured out a way to build a gun out of stuff in my house and killed myself. Or wow, something. I hated this movie so much. It's this is, this is exactly the kind of movie I hate because it's not it's not bad. It just sucks. It just that, sucks. It I just isn't even fun. It's not fun in any way. It's not interesting. It's not bad in an interesting way. Yeah. It just from the very first frame to the very last frame just fucking sucks. It's hard to watch. <laughs> it, it, and this is a Philip, a Philip Noyce movie, and Philip Noyce is actually yeah, a capable fine. filmmaker. Yeah. So my guess, and I don't think that this movie had any chance of being good. Val Kilmer's central performance is embarrassing, and the script, the, the, and isn't, the, great the script whatever, isn't great, I mean. et cetera, et cetera. But it had it reeks of a movie that was taken away from the people who had any idea oh, yeah, of yeah. what they were doing, and it. It's like slapped together and, and it has a, such a, a pacing. It's slapped together by people who aren't talented. Right. It's such and a. At least, if at least talented people were in charge, it might have had some sort of momentum. Right. Or it wouldn't, it wouldn't be so. It's like hard to watch. But it's such a. It's hard to focus on because it's so poorly made. It's such a perfect example of a movie from exactly this time. Like it's right such down a, to all the orbital and tricky on the soundtrack. Yeah, it's so, yeah. it's so oh. half assed in the every soundtrack's way. crazy. Awful. Chemical Brothers. It just sucked, but it just, it I just liked pops that shit on at the there time and it just too. sucks. <laughs> This I think the soundtrack was the soundtrack was kind of mind a, control. Mind the, control. The soundtrack to this was kind of a big seller, wasn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like at the time, like it was there's like big, there's big names in there. Yeah, and it had it has like all the they tried they were trying to make James Bond out of this, so it's got like a Volvo tie-in right. and all this stuff. It had a huge budget. It was like 60, 70 million. Well, it was like that. Uh, so it was Robert Evans produced it. That's and right. And this is like in this like twilight years in the nineties where he was like did putting I give out a stuff shit, like. Did I give a shit about how the saint turned out? Did I you produce the saint? You bet I did at not all. at all. Or did I? Or did I? Uh, I did not. <laughs> and so and he'd done like the Phantom and stuff. So he was like he Phantom was, you know, actually, actually, I like, yeah. yeah. But this this Fun. was during that extremely bizarre time when they were they, they could they were like we know comic books but what yeah yeah how about the the shadow right yeah Phantom which I also like, like. instead of like just more you know Marvel and, you know stuff. they're they're obviously fishing for franchises here this was at a time when in the nineties just kind of like now where like the the studios were like let's find some IP and try to turn it into a, a, a franchise you know so this is when you get like the Avengers movie which is garbage or not, not had the, the X-Men already ha- had happened at this point no, X-Men was X-Men 2000, 2000. X- also like you got to wow. re- you got to remember yeah. that like you we looking back we go like man they were making all these weird comic book movies but nobody nobody wanted a fucking superhero movie yeah. like nobody was like going to greenlight that it took James James Cameron spent a decade trying to get a Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie, movie made, made. Why was, was it just and because they've been bombing the last times they'd made them? They, they just, bombed it or was like, they were just like, it's goofy. People, that's dumb. You know, I people think people in suits. I think it was just like this whole, you know, so it wasn't until uh, the back to back X Men and Spider Man yeah. that like 2000, took, that, 2001 that took that everything took oh, off. Oh, do you think Batman and Robin had something to do with it? Um, at this point, maybe, and I, I think Batman Forever, but I think also they were like, that was the big hit superhero movie at that time, at like 1997. Batman right? Fever was, was like, was like this dumb, goofy superhero movie. So nobody, nobody was taking that shit seriously. I mean, the Saint. When did Batman comic and book, Robin come out? A, uh, Batman and Robin was ninety-seven. Same year. Has anybody yeah. seen the Saint TV show with? Oh or yeah, those with, Moore? with Roger Moore. I've never watched. it. Oh, wow. they're good. Have you watched them? No, 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 you know, I've never it's heard a sixties British TV show. That's what this is based on. 
Uh, and oh, book. well, they're was... based on books too. Yeah, okay. yeah. But yeah, yeah this, this like... one's not on a comic book, but it is in that same vein of like the Phantom and the Shadow and stuff, where it's like these these weird properties from like the 30s to the 60s that nobody remembers that they were like, well, we can get this for cheap, yeah, or whatever. And this is, and also like you said, like this was clearly supposed to be like. We got a franchise here. We're right. gonna make a bunch of movies with Val Kilmer as the saint, and I'm glad they did not. We're like, you know, and they, they, there were a lot of these coming out at the time, like fucking Lost in Space. Mm-hmm. Remember that? I mean, that's a travesty. <laughs> with Gary Oldman. That movie fucking sucks. Yes. William Hurt. That movie makes the saint look really good. <laughs> I feel like this, Rogers. These, that's that's like on the that's like on the same level of this, where you're like, what was anybody? Why would you? Yeah. do What? Why and and, and, and clearly like everybody else involved is not doesn't like it either. That's a, that's, a, that's an entire that, that's an entirely joyless movie. At least Val Kilmer appears to be having fun doing voices if in you, this. If you yeah. go back and look at all those movies, one of the things they tend to have in common is nobody really knew what movie they wanted to make. Yeah. And then by the time they got around to making it, everybody decided that, that was a bad idea, so they fucked with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you if you go even if you go watch like the, if there's a famous commentary track on Lost in Space where they're like yeah we changed this we threw that out we fucked this movie up really bad they talk about <laughs> it really candidly and like or the Avengers movie where it's like we thought we wanted this thing but then it turns out that the audience I mean, we test screened it and then we chopped a half an hour of it made it worse anyway it doesn't matter who cares oh, yeah the Avengers. you know so shit like that. And as we're going to discuss, this movie has a, a famously reshot third act. Right. But, uh, but what's the first act of this movie? Is a little boy in a boarding school or what, something? What I, I think it's really interesting or, or that, orphanage, that I like, guess. this movie had to have, like, it has, like, two two origin stories for the saint. One is the, the guy who was, like, traumatized by the death of his girlfriend as a little boy mm-hmm. in the orphanage, and so he decides to become a master thief because <laughs> this, of that. This movie starts with a little girl dying. He's already, yeah. he's already kind of a master thief by that point, too, because he, he made his own skeleton key. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that that compels him to be a master thief, but then, then this is supposed to be, like, a prequel to the Saint franchise, mm. where... The that the fact that that happens to him again that is that he falls in love with this woman and she dies, makes him like sort of go straight and be like a savior of of the downtrodden, for love because he was in love with this woman so uh. he's sort of like rejecting his past as like a guy who was like it's Indiana Jones rejecting fortune and glory is that you know the what I mean plot of the TV series is that the no no the, the plot series? of the TV series is just like Roger Moore goes on adventures yeah it's like <laughs> I mean he's like it's like the Equalizer or, or the A Team where it's like if you can find this guy he helps people right he's the he's a saint right mm-hmm. and well and and also in the saint in the movie too but in the saint the books and the show he he disguises Master himself with disguise. the names disguise and also gives himself the names of famous saints right um he's he's pistachio disguisey in the TV is, show as well yeah a little bit which is a funny way that he that he does that he does that and then also later is like I'm very hard to find, and you're like, well, not if no, people, not. not if people know your shtick. Just right. look for a guy hey. who looks like he's putting, a, he put on a costume. <laughs> <laughs> but then they, so they have that second origin story that they're setting up, but then they they cut it out because she doesn't die. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then, and then, well, we'll get to it. But the third act is so inexplicable, and it drags yeah. on in in like it's it's like unfathomable how boring and weird the last act is. But it's especially oh, yeah. like the last. 15 I felt minutes. that way about the first and second. It's I mean, it's all bad, but like. Mo- it's like momentum-wise, the movie should be over, and it just goes and it forever, still yeah. drags on. You're like, how is this happening? It's just so weird to me. Like, then you see you see movies do this now to this day, especially with like the Marvel shit, like the heavy the heavy franchise stuff. It's like the first movie is all set up for what the character is going to be in the rest of the stories. Right. So like, you would think that a story about a master thief with a heart of gold 
wouldn't need a lot of setup. No, but no, easy. they have to like totally psychoanalyze the entire situation and build a whole story out of how he became that guy. Right. For no reason. Yeah. I, and it's I so boring. And and you know what we're gonna do too is we're gonna set it in the wildly exciting movie of post-Soviet kleptocracy. Oh, right. <laughs> I actually think that's probably the strongest thing it's got going sure, for Sure, sure, but we're also not going to do anything with that at all. No. It just takes place there, and we were allowed to film in Russia now. The well, only thing Russia that I doesn't thought have was, any heating oil. The only thing I thought was interesting about it now was that, that Rade Sherbegia, the guy who plays Tretiak, the, the, the ostensible villain of this movie, is like a Soviet strongman, and it's like, well, this is quite Trumpian now. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's Poop, all it's all media Poopian. show, and yeah, it's just very. It was it was kind of curious, but the the movie doesn't do anything. That guy's barely a character. Yeah, the villain is essentially his son, who also lame. He's is also boring and lame. He's got this cane. That is, yeah, that like another little just strand of the kind of movie that it maybe thought it wanted to be for a minute. Because one of the bad guys has a cane. And it that's seems like, like his it's deal. vacillating between like <laughs> wanting to be this kind of like this kind of uh, not dour but like serious, uh, you know, like, like sort of '60s spy like Ipcrest file kind of thing, where it's like real locations, very like subtle spy shit, but then also it's got to have the funny master of disguise stuff, and the two tones don't jibe, and that's because Philip Noyce doesn't really do the comedy stuff well at all, and then, and and Kilmer's also overdoing it, so that the end, when the movie is done, they're like, well, we have like kind of two halves of two different movies here, Mm. and so we need to reconcile that by taking all of the dark shit out. Yeah. I guess. Except for the part where the little girl dies at the beginning. Well, you yeah. gotta have that, or otherwise you don't know how he became. How he a thief. became a thief. Yeah, <laughs> yeah at the beginning he's he's in an orphanage. He's the coolest kid in the fucking world. The, except uh, nobody knows the what teachers his, hate him. Yeah, he, he's a punk. He doesn't want to have his name. It's like Simon Magus, or his or his name is John Rossi, but yeah. he wants to be Simon Magus, but he also wants to be Simon Templar. And you're like, already, you're like, what? Right. What the? F- it's what is it? What's and why? And the kids all think he's like the coolest kid in the fucking world. Because he, he helps him sneak out and he breaks his own skeleton key and he thieves things. And yeah. then they're like, they're going to break out and run away. And he's like breaking his girlfriend, the little girl out. And It's just like the scene in The Simpsons where Bart goes to the other school and he, he does the farts with his <laughs> arm immediately and all the other kids love it. You got a great sound. It'll yeah. play well around here. Exactly. To yeah. Wenton. <laughs> to Wenton. <laughs> That's how I figured out his name. Use was Pete Dewo. Uh, no, but, but he. He's like, uh, like they, they, the nuns or and priests or whoever like punish him. This mm-hmm. takes place in the Far East, inexplicably. By the way, it says right. in the title card, it says the Far East. Dot dot dot. Yesterday, and like, it's just a, it's just. That's a, right, I forgot uh, the about the yesterday. It's just part. a Catholic no, then the orphanage. Next, the, next the next thing is today. Is today, yeah. and, like, <laughs> and I flipped the TV off. Like, okay, got it. This is the beginning of the movie, and I flipped the TV off right there, and I was like, "This isn't going to get any better." <laughs> you mean for you me, gave it the it? finger? You didn't turn the television off? No, no, sorry, I gave it the finger. Sorry, <laughs> you can't see me doing that. That's so. a good yeah. qualifier right yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. I flipped it right off. <laughs> I mean, I, for a second there, I was like, I don't blame. Do people say flip? Do people say flip? I'm going to flip off the TV. Kevin watched it on an old cathode ray TV. People did used to call it. That's one of those dials. I have to get. I have to get up, stand up to change the channel. He's old school, like Bosch. My yeah, my family. They, they, I don't get any channels. It's just static. But I watch it. My family did used to call the remote control the flipper. <laughs> That's great. They ever call it the clicker? My, no. Uh, my grandparents call it the called clicker. it the flipper. It'd be loud clip clicking noise. The ones the ones that we always had that I ever when I was growing up with my grandparents did not they were not they did not click but they just still called it the clicker. Uh, that's what the bad that the monsters are called in The Last of Us. Clickers. Clickers. That's right. 
Do they look like giant old school remote yes, controls? They do. And they go click, 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 click. Yeah, and you have to stab them in the throat and pull out their bone. Wow. You have to remove so, their batteries. No wonder people love those games yeah. so much. <laughs> but anyways, I gotta play so Val, Val's a cool blonde kid in the in the Far East, inexplicably in the Far East orphanage, and and he, you know he won't take his stupid Catholic name or whatever the fuck. But he's punk rock and he's badass. And then, and at one point, the priests and the nuns like lock. They're like, no food until he start, takes. Until he starts saying his name. And the, and all. But all the kids. In it's just like to make the, all the kids mad at him, I guess. But they don't. They could never be mad because he's the saint. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. And he makes a skeleton key and unlocks. How the does he food. make it? He just carves it. He just right. knows how to do it. He's like, oh, I know how to make a skeleton key. I'm a little kid. Right. And he just and he and they have all the food locked up in a cage yeah. in the kitchen. Like it's like pies and <laughs> fresh yeah. pies and stuff. It's all it's all That's, piping hot. <laughs> okay. Anyways, and there's a girl who also likes him, and then he like br- breaks out and climbs o- up a thing to like get one, steal one kiss from her, and she's like, "You are quite delightful." And then a dog, like they stick a dog on her because they're yeah, they, all the the guards come out and they're like, and the do- yeah, the dogs are chasing because it's them. an orphanage with guard dogs. <laughs> guard dogs, and the dog pushes her. It's off like the it's edge. like the fucking party at the beginning of True Lies, where they got these like razor blades with fucking Seriously. German shepherds running around this <laughs> orphanage for some reason. Anyway, the little girl falls to her death. <laughs> yeah. yeah, ten minutes into the movie, a little girl falls to her death, and then it does a dumb, it does a dumb morphing thing where the little boy's face they morphs really, into yeah, Val they Kilmer's do the black face. or white thing, and, and that's ar- why I became the Joker. Isn't it's he already in disguise too? Today. Isn't he in disguise at the beginning? He's got the long hair and the glasses. Yeah, yeah, he he does like eight different characters, all of them just Jim Morrison with different <sighs> accents, or at and least uh, all but one. Because at one point he's a huge <clears throat> nerd, right? One time he's like a bum or like but most a of them are like I'm a, a weird, self-serious guy who talks like this and uh, glowers well, at people. One time he talks like this. But then sometimes I have an accent, but I'm also very similar. My name is Bruno Hasenfoss. I'm going to steal I'm this. I'm going to steal the cold fusion formula from you. <laughs> God damn it! All right, let's get through this. This movie. <laughs> this is Okay, so what's he stealing at the beginning of the movie? Uh, disc. Disc of information. Okay. I don't fucking know. I actually don't remember. You don't remember? No. Because it has to do with why the the Russian guys were after him. Uh, it's yeah. a it's a disc. Uh, it's got information of some kind that so powerful people will be able to use. Yeah. Or something. And I think he's been hired by somebody else to do it. And Tretiak is the bad guy, and he's making like a speech, and where he's like talking about how uh, Mos- he, I, I dream of a Russia not cut off at the knees, but armed to the teeth, yeah. more than revered, feared. So he's one of these guys wants to bring. This he is only steals- ninety-seven, so Russia's not only not been a communist superpower for seven years right. at this right. point. I guess he wants to go back to that. He's very Putin-y, actually. But, okay, so he steals this shit from from Tretiak, who's the strongman who's trying to take over Russia. Yeah, yeah. And then Tretiak hires him mm-hmm. to steal the cold fusion, cold formula, fusion formula from Dr. Emma Russell, played by the very lovely and talented Elizabeth Shue. She is, she's right. introduced in a scene where she is very excitedly describing cold fusion. Yeah. And it was like immediately I was like, this is the second movie because well, if you listen to our Patreon, uh, we've we did the uh, Hollow Man on there. Yeah, and this is the second movie I've watched with her recently where I'm like, Elizabeth Shue is is uh, way way under her pay grade or way above her pay grade. Under her pay grade, she is she is uh she is way better than the material here. Elizabeth Shue is somehow she's, doing good work in yeah. this movie inexplicably. Because she know. just I think Elizabeth Shue is just an actor that never. 
I was trying to figure it out today that got her doing. I was randomly watching the Karate Kid before I came over here just because mm. uh, I popped it in the morning. And i not thinking, like, oh, Elizabeth Shue's in this. And watching that and going, like, this is, like, her second movie. And she is really good in this, too. And, like, I think she just didn't get, she didn't get, like, hard, good roles all the time because she's, like, a pretty blonde lady. And people were just like, yeah, whatever. She won for Leaving Las Vegas, No, yeah? I, No, I know, but, I mean. No, she was nominated. She did. Nominated. No, she was nominated. But that was the one time, you know, where right. you kind of were... Where like, and then in other, and then it's just her in movies that where it's like she's very good, but the material is is yeah. is not great. Like, yeah, she's in Cocktail. She's better, but she's better than. Well, that's a great movie. But anyway, real, real peaks and valleys in her career. Anyway, it was just interesting because also she was the only thing that I felt that I could even pay attention to at all in this movie. Yeah, uh, she's 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 got a real specific thing that, that I love, where she's like this nervous, uh, awkward energy. Yeah, that I think is really charming, and uh, she always plays it. Plays Not it to well. put too fine a crass but point on saying. it, also, she's insanely hot. Yes, and uh, this movie also does yes. this this thing where it uh, it tries to make her look like bookish, yeah, and kind of buttoned up, and but but it does that it does that by making her wear like maybe a trench coat over her underwear. Like yeah, there's yeah, yeah. most of this movie, she spends with like very little clothing on, except for like these cute little librarian shoes and socks. It's very pervy. She is uh, like they're trying to do that move, that specific movie thing where because she's a scientist, despite the fact that she is Elizabeth Shue, yeah, she she is a scientist, so she's awkward and like right. can't find a man and is very lonely and sex starved. <laughs> sure, right. And so Val Kilmer like appears to her as like the like what is what is he uh, more. Thomas, Thomas Moore. Moore. She's she needs a person like Thomas Moore. Well, first Moore. he put, appears. First he's the huge nerd. Yeah, yes, he appears first to her first as a huge nerd, and then he's like, "Wait, no, what I need to do?" And he says this out loud to himself, right, where he's like talking about what she needs. The nerd outfit is I fucking insane. Needs. And the nerd too. outfit reappe- reappears multiple times in the movie. I, think, I, yes. I like the nerd outfit too because he, uh, he every time he uses it, he turns to the person next to him who is inevitably also involved in the plot. And he goes like, I don't really believe this cold fusion stuff. What do you think about you it? You don't believe in this cold fusion mumbo jumbo, do you? I'm not convinced. He's I've had trouble with aphrodisiacs. It's the sort of uh, thing where if you saw a guy who looked like this, you'd be like, take that fucking that a, Are you off. a master thief? Is this, this, what is this, Halloween? Some dude well, uh, you, remember, you think you were like, it was like they're filming like a jackass prank yeah. or something where you're like, the, I gotta right, get out. Where are the cameras? I gotta the get, I gotta get out of here. is so funny in this movie because it, it reminds me of like the, the shtick from Eddie Murphy and Beverly Hills Cop 2 where it's like, my name is Johnny Wishbone, I'm from the Isles and Cry, and it's like, like fucking stop doing nobody that. would fall for this shit. Why are you doing a weird accent, sir? <laughs> it's amazing. Why are you playing a, an improv character there's even, and then there's the part at the end of the movie it's like the very end of the movie where he goes to uh see her do her like cold fusion presentation and he sits down next to like the interpol dude who's been chasing him the whole time and it's like i don't really i don't believe in the uh, cold fusion stuff what do you think and, and the then the guy lady. the other lady his partner the inter, the interpol guy's partner is down there going like it's him he's sitting next to you and he's like what do you mean no and he way. looks over and the guy's gone it's super ridiculous <laughs> but hilarious, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah, it sounds funnier than it is, and it, it, oh, it's like not Val, funny at all. And whenever Val Kilmer starts to do a new character, it is like briefly. You're kind of like, I can't believe that this. this is nuts. But then it, you know, it gets muddy and, and boring again. Oh my god! But it is like, and so he, so like the character that he creates to appeal specifically to Elizabeth Shue is his Thomas Moore character, who is Jim Morrison. 
It's just Jim Morrison. Yeah. And uh, he's like, like, he like, she goes to see that sculpture, or whatever it is, and then it pans over to him on the other sitting side, and he's like laying on the, he's laying on this bench in like a sexy pose, and you're like, oh my god. Right. It's the kind of, it's the kind of, it's the kind of thing like if you were her and you saw that, you'd be like, oh jeez, f- and then you like, be like figure out, I gotta figure out a way to get out of here as fast as possible. But he's like, this is the guy I have yeah. to pretend to be to seduce her. In this, in this movie, <laughs> in in real life, you see a person like this, you're like, what an absurd human being. Get the fuck away from me, you creep. <laughs> <laughs> and in this movie, of course, she's like, oh, my God. Ridiculous. This guy Ooh. who's just like a cliche, beatnik, uh, hipster asshole who's like lang- sprawling out, like doing pa- like, like sketch artists uh, of, and talking about art and stuff like that. What a fucking dreamboat. And at one point, like when, when she's like going to have sex with him, she's like, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> oh, I landed this fucking piece of shit. Right. <laughs> this total... Total fucking douche. <laughs> he's just—he's just like a c- classic douchebag. Yeah, you're right. It's like it is like Jim Morrison. But she's just That's a good like, description of Jim. He's Morrison. like he's like Timothy Chalamet in Lady Bird. Right. Yeah. Except <laughs> no. like except like in Lady Bird, you're supposed it's like right. No, you're, you're supposed, supposed, you're supposed to, be like, to be like this kid's a douche. Rolling your right? eyes at this kid, but like yeah, she like comes across him reading like Howard's Inn at the yeah. coffee shop, and she's like, oh my god, my ovaries. I mean, that's the joke in Lady <laughs> yeah, Bird. Exactly. The, no. jo- the joke in this is on the audience exactly. and all the characters in it. <laughs> <laughs> this is one thing that he says to her. Uh, this, is, well, this is what he says when he's about to create the character of Thomas Moore or whatever his name is. Because he does. Well, we don't want Thomas less. He starts talking, and he goes, "I talk like this." I talk like this. She needs. Yeah, he will turn, start to turn into the character while he's doing it. She needs a Acting. poet, an artist, someone who understands the truth. She needs Thomas More. And then when and this is the thing that he says to her when he first meets her at the sculpture, perhaps I'll take you to my home in Africa where all life began. Sorry, I'm not good with people. And then he starts. <laughs> And she's just like, oh, God. It'd have been I funny hope I see that loser again. It would have been funny if he did, like, celebrity voices I instead. W- like, perhaps I'll take you to my my. my well, so he should have been, should been what she needs is Hello, Roger, Roger Moore. Hello, I'm like she pretend, he pretends Thomas to be Roger Moore. Moore. Hello, I'm Roger Moore. Oh, hello, I'm Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Uh, the, uh, that is wild. I am uh, Thomas Moore. <laughs> what do you think about that, Ed? I will say this about this movie. My brother was Thomas Moore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Val Kilmer appears to be having a good time doing all that stuff at the expense of the movie. Absolutely. Like, yeah. well, he's he's yeah. like, well, I'm getting paid. Who gives a shit? I don't fucking care. This is Val and, doing Val. Yeah, and because you see him go when he does that shit, you're like, oh, man, he's just getting to do that. But also, like, nobody was like, man, maybe this shouldn't be the fucking whole point. This seems very movie. silly, Val. The, the movie's not going to have that tone. It's going to really clash and be inexplicable. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Oh, we're spared. Um, uh, speaking of such accents, we are spared. There is apparently a character that he has, play, that, like the FBI is going through, where he's like, at one point he played it. He was a stocky, uh, a stocky middle-aged African man. Oh, and you're like, Jesus, thank God, right. thank God, we didn't have to see that shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dodge the bullet. Okay, so he he's never he's never in any kind of color, uh, brown face no, or anything. Thank like fucking God. Val Kilmer wearing like the nutty professor suit, <sighs> trying to do like a fat Albert routine. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that guy is definitely a person for sure. Stealing the fucking formula for cold fusion to stop a Russian <laughs> oligarch. That's, that's that's the character he comes up with that he needs to seduce her is like exa- is just the nutty professor. <laughs> yeah. Norbit. He does, he does mush mouth from Fat Albert. <laughs> oh, baby. She's like, oh, oh, oh my. <laughs> so hot. 
<laughs> okay. You can I can't power, believe this is happening. You can power Moscow with a gallon of seawater. Mushmouth so. goes down on her. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, it's coming over and over and over again. It's too hot. Stop it coming, baby. Stop it coming, baby. So he steals. So he. So he has sex with her while he's pretending to be a different person. Right. I, I believe there are some ethical considerations. Uh, right. He steals the formula. The formula from her. Realize, but then he realizes that it's incomplete. But she reports the theft to the, to Interpol. Oh, she keeps the formula for her, her like her mathematical bra. formulas in her bra, which is hot. It's yeah. hot. And she reports it to Interpol, <laughs> and they go like, "Turns out that your that your fling is Master Thief Simon Templar." Yeah. She's like, "Really?" And then tracks him down immediately. She, she figures yeah. out she figures out immediately that like, oh, he's naming himself after different saints. Yes. So yeah. good job with that. Because the gimmick. Interpol guys are like, "Here he was Thomas More in this place. He was we this Augustine person." We can't figure out who we, he is. Well, there's no pattern for it at all that we can discern. And she immediately goes, "Oh, it's different saints. I'm gonna find him." And she does. She tracks him down immediately. Not even. It's like the next scene. Yeah. I know that that's like from the source material, but the whole him naming himself after saints is just wildly uninteresting and unsatisfying. Like, who fucking cares? Right. British people. Here's in the another 60s, name. I guess. Here's another name that you've never heard. Whoa, that turns out to be a Catholic saint. So, yeah. <laughs> who fucking cares? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. if it's a TV show, it does make more sense. More sense, right? Because he's, wow. because he's doing, you know, it'd be each episode right. would be a different gimmick, and then also like probably back then there might have been pe- more people watching it that were like, yeah, yeah, the Catholic Saints. But when we you make this movie in nineteen ninety seven, a bunch of a lot of people are going to watch this movie that are going to be like, what the fuck? Why is this a? Why is this a thing? This Who cares? Gimmick? So she tracks him down immediately and is like, I don't like that you did that. And he's like, well, you know, I'm a thief, so what are you can do. Hey, baby. And then you guys have to remember the rest of it because I don't remember what happened. Well, in then, the movie. well then, Tretiak, there's, cha- there's chases that are boring. Well, Tretiak comes after him suck. because the formula is incomplete. Right. And so he he wants them to capture her and kill Val Kilmer. There's a scene where there's he- also one point where he disguises himself as Tretiak. Yes. And Tretiak is like a, a middle aged Russian gentleman with a like a graying uh, salt Rade, and pepper beard. Rade Sherbedja from hair. Snatch. He's the sneaky fucking Russian from Snatch. Yeah, he's in all kinds of he's shit. He's in Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, he's oh, the right. uh, the costume shop owner in Eyes yes. Wide. That's what I recognized him from. Uh, Lily Sobieski's dad, uh-huh. allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he. But so there's a, a point, and this is the, the, like this kind of sh- this is like almost like Superman Clark Kent type stuff, where like Val Kilmer shows up and he's just got a salt and pepper beard on and longer hair, and he's like, everyone's like, that's Trediac, and yeah. it's like I'm seeing double four crusties sort of yeah. thing, and it's like he doesn't look like it. <laughs> he's got a beard and the hair. That's from, it from the from a from distance. A distance. But like people that From work for him, but people that work for Tretiak will be like right, <laughs> right, t- looking right at him and going, "Yeah, you're definitely him, all right." There's also a scene. Well, they do the they do the uh, trading places disguise switch scene in in this where he like Tretiak's on a train and then Val Kilmer dressed up as him sits down next to him and he's like they look at each other and they're like, "What whoa, you whoa. me?" It's like no, the Spider Man meme. In a, they're in a club because it's annoying. It has to be more annoying. I thought it was on a train. No, they're in a club. No, oh, okay. It's, well, so it's but Tretiak still it has does to be get, more obnoxious uh, than whatever. The right. Thinking like he, it's like could they be somewhere where there's terrible uh, '90s techno music? Yes, I wanted them to do the, the Lethal Weapon three captains outrageous. You know the like salute, point the gun thing that Roger and Riggs do, and then when they Captain? get. 
There's a scene before that, though, where he's stealing something and they're chasing him, and, like, then he, like, runs into a bum outside, and he's, like, I mean, he's got this bum costume where he's, like, drinking, and so then they go, and he gives, and he, then they he go, they go to, like, get him, and they see him, and they go, get him, and then it's just the other bum just drinking, bum. and then it pans over, and he's, like, he's a dressed now. as, like, a, a, as, like a hippie American tourist taking pictures, and you're, like, well, go talk to that guy, too. This guy is also <laughs> clearly a, a guy wearing a costume. He's the saint. He's, here's he's a, here's really Because it doesn't, he doesn't look like a different person. He looks like a dude who's standing in the middle of the street wearing a costume. He's Here's like, some hey, IMDb, IMDb trivia connections worthy anecdote oh. is, uh, is that Rade Sherbeja is also the guy that Bruce Wayne gives his coat to in Batman Begins. Of course. So speaking of coats being given and wow. people looking like bums. It all adds up. I mention this because this is the kind of shit that you find on IMDb trivia. <laughs> Thanks, IMDb. It'll be like, this guy was also given a coat in a movie that had a similar idea. <laughs> Really makes you think. Uh, so. And Batman was named after famous Catholic bats. So, <laughs> yeah, he was. But there's a time. But there's so he dresses up as Trediac, and there's a part later on uh, that is very that is a real funny uh, diss, where he goes, uh, you know what? The, this is him talking to Trediac, the bad guy, after he's been disguised as him, and he goes, you know what? The hardest part of being you is pretending to be so bad in bed. <laughs> Jeez, what? And then Trediac goes, you son of the bitch. Yeah. Did he? Did he like fuck Pre- his wife? No, I think he's just. No, it's dissing. not like he's it's just, not like Face Off where he fucks his wife. He's just saying you're <laughs> bad in bed. I mean, it's it's like an absolutely useless yeah. diss. Because like literally, there's that man knows that I am bad in bed somehow. There's large chunks of this movie I forgot while I was watching it. Well, like, yeah. I mean, it's mostly just a chase film of them getting like chased through the sewers of Moscow. And they, yeah. they run into randomly run into a prostitute, and they're like, "We need help," and she immediately is like, like, "Okay, mm, I, 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 I will be a character. Help I I get I get you. I'm gonna help you for sure." You're I like, will be Why? a character for three minutes. Minutes, yeah. And then I'm gone. Well, it's also like we're we're supposed to gather that like the the sort of the underclass of of Russia right. doesn't trust Tretiak, and they'll they'll see that he's like actually just sort of a paper a paper mache like a tin pot dictator, as yeah. you say. But uh, yeah. like because his whole plan is he is going to steal Cold Fusion yeah. and then make everybody believe that the actual president of Russia. Uh, wasted all this money trying to build Cold Fusion and failing. This is quite and a scheme. And he's managed to make it work. I hate it. I hate it. And meanwhile, so because there's and a heating oil shortage and in Russia. I think I he's responsible for the heating. He's, and he is, he's he responsible for the heating Because, because he owns right. the energy yeah, yeah, company, yeah. he has been stockpiling underground, which is a thing that doesn't really rear its head in this version of the movie, but in the version that was in the third act that was cut, he has this massive stockpile of heating oil underground. Yeah. And and like I think it bl- I forget if it blows up I mean, or it not. It just seems but like the sort of thing where it would at least be a threat to it, right? That, that it blows up. They just keep yeah. drowning nope. Elizabeth Shue in it every other scene. <laughs> well, that's okay. So she's just to, supposed just to, to rub it in, just to rub it in to people like. Eh. <laughs> that's that's another yeah, weird artifact of her is her dying is is she keeps messing with her heart. She has heart pills, yeah. right? That, and it keeps coming up. And then at one point, while they're being chased. Like right along the banks of the river, she like drops the heart pills. She's like, oh no, my she heart loses pills. them, and you're like, uh oh, her heart pills. That's gonna be a problem. Never comes up again. Well, you know, well, if, if there's if there's a thing that they, then this is just again another example of kind of how weird and lazy this is, and, sla- and slapdash. But where they're like both prisoners in mm-hmm. in the truck together, right? They've been captured, and uh, and and he's got his hands like handcuffed behind her, uh, behind him, and she's like, oh, my heart thing is is happening. I don't have my pills, and he's like, take these two pills out of my hand. And then he gives he gives her these pills, and then and later on she she goes, uh, 
I haven't had my, I don't have my pills, but I haven't had my heart thing happen in a while. And I think that the implication is just like he cured he her. Had, yeah, he had some sort of pills right. that he gave her that cured her of her heart issue. Also, in movies that happens all the time, <laughs> like uh, like really pe- thin people lose their glasses and they're like, I didn't need those anyway. Or like uh, at the end of the Goonies when Mikey throws away his uh, in his asthma inhaler, you're like, <laughs> you you probably need that. Yeah, I'm gonna power through this with mental <laughs> determination. You, that's a that's a health condition, not a. Uh, <laughs> it's not like a question of attitude. Yeah, he's not. Uh, let's not uh, get crazy here. It's great. Maybe he just fucked her so good that her heart got stronger or something mm. like that. Like I don't know. Yeah, Kill Val Kilmer. Like Kill Michael Caine. Like Michael Caine. That's how. That's how Michael Caine does it. Well, he's so intense. He just stares right at you. Yeah, he doesn't blink. And I'm not blinking. I'm not blinking. Blew, he blew up her pussy. <laughs> oh, no. Blew up her pussy. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I've blown up your pussy. Oh. Uh, hello. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like the famous saints of yore. <laughs> I've blown up your pussy. <laughs> Saint pussy blower. So did so does he kill Tradiac at the end or what happens? <laughs> Ooh, Tradiac. Tradiac gets arrested at the end. Okay, that's so lame. Uh, does be, anybody die? <laughs> he like. What happens at the end of this movie? Hold on. Well, I remember the very end where like she's okay and he's watching her speech and she's kind of like so she's like oh you're dressed up as a nerd and and then the other Interpol guys are like we don't we're so dumb we don't know that that's him and I was like is, is this over yet I hate myself right now there I is a, that, a, pr- a pretty amazing uh, climax to this movie uh, that's that's kind of wild for a, a lot of reasons a it's a reminder that this is a big budget movie yeah <laughs> because they so so Tridiac's plan and everybody's plan not just Tridiac but this is the kind of movie where everybody's plan is you're like what. That's the pl- that's I can barely wrap my head around it. It b- makes no sense. But his plan is that he is going to he's going to get the president, the actual president, because he's like a, a would-be usurper, yes, like a populist usurper, and he's going to get the actual president to like say that he sanctions this cold fusion thing right. and live in front of thousands of people in in Red Square on TV too on like Russian national TV so the president will go like yes I I do believe in uh that's not a Russian accent whatever Close yes enough. I do believe in this cold fusion thing and and I want to invest money in this thing and so he will do a demonstration of the cold fusion thing yeah because he knows it, because he stole Elizabeth Shue's formula, and he knows it doesn't work. So then the demonstration won't work, yes. and then all the people will go boo to the real president. Now we want Tradiac to be our guy, and then he'll, then he'll uh, give them back all their oil or some right. shit. Then he'll. Res- yes. That's his fucking plan. And so Val Pil- Kilmer's counter plan is to go is to like actually give. He found the f- the real formula from Elizabeth Shue. Yes. Give this formula to the scientist guy who is like the go between. Yeah. The scientist guy goes, oh, this beautiful formula, and it will work. So it so unbeknownst to Tradiac, the cold fusion does work, and he's having a big he's having a big rally, like a Trump right. rally for himself. Yes. Where right, he's gonna right, sell right, right, he's right. gonna sell the formula to the Russian government, and then it's gonna he's gonna have a thing where he, we're gonna turn it on now, and it's not supposed to work. Yes, and uh, and the president will be will look like a cuck. But instead, it turns on and it works great. It's such a, such a. There's a lot riding. On, well, I mean, yes. it's, Christ, it's so boring. None of, and just nobody would ever. Not this plan makes no but then, sense. But, but it's so. But but on top of that, it's so boring. Like it's it's for for that to be like the plot of the movie in Goldfinger. Fucking Goldfinger's like, I want to steal this gold, and he. Dips a lady in gold and shit, and you're like, "Whoa, that's a rad villain!" Thing <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He wants to, you know, he's like, "I'm gonna irradiate." His plan is weird, but you get it. You go, like, "He's gonna steal right. gold or whatever." 
this is like what? what who gives a fuck? And who this fucking guy's, cares? This, guy's this plan is so boring. All, all comes down to like a complicated like science yeah. experiment in front of thousands of people. Like Just, what? How like, did I, I, it's it's a, it's amazing to me in movies like this. Like how did that end? How did that land? I mean, besides like timelines and like well, we got to make this movie at some point. Right. Like how did that land as like. Yes, this is the this is the villain plan that is going to be the plot of this movie. Like, what the f- like? Wh- at what point was that? Like, it's just did they just too stop, many, they just too went, many like, cooks and just yeah. nobody nobody had enough power to put it to put the brakes on. I mean, because this happens that happens in movies like this yeah. a lot, especially from this like late '90s period. Like we were talking about Lost in Space, but right, stuff like right. that where you're sort of like, how is this the thing that you went with? It's a result ultimately. of just like dozens of weird compromises and nobody nobody caring right. enough. Nobody yeah. having enough power. I don't know. I mean, know. it is, you know, it is like, you know, the end of the player where Bruce Willis <laughs> saves her from, <laughs> yeah. from the gas chamber or whatever. Fine. You, know. you know, it is that. We'll it's just that, go with that. I, you know, that's that's actually true. So, but you, but then you don't end up with a movie that has a funny ending where Bruce Willis saves Julia Roberts from the gas chamber. You end up with <laughs> The Saint, which has no redeeming qualities. Yeah. But this but this scene at the end where they, they, they do the demonstration and, it, and lo and behold, the cold fusion does work, it, there are thousands of extras. It's like a huge, it, it's yeah. huge. And it's in red screen. Mm-hmm. Actually, Actual red square. Yeah. It's like, quote unquote. It's almost like kind of spectacular. You guys remember the first movie that was filmed in in Russia after the after the fall of the Berlin Wall? Please get me. Please get me seven. seven. That's yeah. right. <laughs> For listeners to eagle eagle eared listeners to our Patreon. You oh, and, and just in case any like the here's here's Elizabeth Shue describing Cold Fusion. By the way, I believe it is a fanciful, uh, fictional thing that could never be. Uh, but she says, there's more energy in a cubic mile of seawater than in all the oil reserves on Earth. You could drive your car 55 million miles on a single wow. gallon of water. This, there's a, Sounds like something that's not real. There's a great scene where she, the scene where she's introduced, I think, is is great because it's it's all fucking dumb dialogue <laughs> like that. And it, but she sold she sells me on that scene because she's playing it in this very excited way and she's kind of like super so excited about cold fusion that she's like having trouble explaining it and then she goes oh, here let me just, I'll, I'll just show you or whatever and I'm like this is the some of the fucking <laughs> dumbest shit I've ever heard come out of anyone's mouth but that's that's good acting because I'm I'm like sure yeah whatever I believe it I believe yeah. it. I don't know. Anyway, I just but, wanted. To, there's one good thing about this movie. Sure. It's just that, she and she's it. great. But they're, but they're okay. So the so the saint got the told the president to agree with in, in this yes. final showdown. He was like, whatever. When he's going to tell you to not do a thing, and then just actually do, do, it. do it. And so the president. So anyways, Tradiac is like run out of town on a rail. He's president, exposed as a fraud. President arrested. They're going to get back. They have cold fusion now. I guess yep. now that's a thing. So they're. Their fucking troubles so are over. The world is completely changed. <laughs> Wildly different world. It's gonna happen now. Exactly. The Saint 55. Two. The Saint Two would have to take place in some kind of weird sci-fi world. They're yeah. just gonna get Wakanda. Infinite, they're just gonna get <laughs> yeah, infinite exactly. power off of seawater now. I mean, everything uh, is different now. Yeah. Um. But it is, but it's like okay, this movie's over. <laughs> Surely this movie's over. No. And it, it's it's so strange. It's clearly the end of the movie, and then it goes on another fifteen minutes. Yeah. yeah. Where nothing happens essentially. There's like it's just sort of like there's a scene with him and Elizabeth Shue, right? Yeah. And then it's just sort of them patching up their relationship, and then Elizabeth Shue like goes and makes a speech in front of people where they're all like, "Yay, she was a genius!" And, and, he's, and he's like, "You're going to be very rich." 
And then he shows up again right. as the nerd and does his classic, you don't believe in this cold fusion mumbo right. jumbo line. And then the Interpol guys are like, it's him. And, and they, then they try to get him. him. And, he, and he gets For away. a while. He gets away. And as he's driving away in his brand new Volvo, <laughs> uh, uh, the radio comes on and says that, uh, that a bunch of money got donated. Which, which we presume it's is because, end. like, Simon, like, liquidated Trediac's accounts yeah. and, like, donated the money to, like, it's, whatever. It's uh, the, the end of sneakers. The UN <laughs> Children's Fund, yeah. And it's the guy who's on the radio is Roger Moore is the radio. Oh, my God. God. Yeah. I knew Roger Moore was in here somewhere in, yeah, like, a cameo. That's his cameo. Okay. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Now, the, the original ending was uh, they escape Moscow. They get out of Moscow. Trediac becomes the president, basically. Like, his, his plan works. And then she's giving a she's giving a speech somewhere, or, or Elizabeth she's giving a speech somewhere about fusion, and she collapses and dies. And <laughs> because then, of her heart problem. Well, maybe, but then Simon looks at the tape and he realizes that Ilya, which is the the cane wielding son of Trediac, mm. poked her with the cane and like stabbed her with something and killed her. Oh. So he goes back to get revenge on the Trediacs. And they, he like exposes the the fraud, and like it ends with a big. There's like a big chase. Where, uh, like, the Russian military and Val Kilmer are all giving chase with uh, the Trediacs, hmm. and they go back to the Trediacs, like, mansion, and he fights the sun on this big chandelier yeah. in their mansion. You, you can just, watch the you clip. You see it set up earlier. You can watch the clip of it on YouTube. And uh, and uh, wow. somebody pointed out it's not in it's not in English, but you can watch like the you know the actual scene cut together where he fights this kid on the on the chandelier, and eventually like the 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 pit of oil underneath the mansion is on fire. Jeez! And he and the that kid does sound better. The kid falls into that and 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 then dies, and then uh, <laughs> they shot all this. They shot it all, and then they went they God. went back, and then and then uh, Kilmer goes back and finds a letter from from the dead Elizabeth Shue that's like I loved you, and he de- he decides to devote. <laughs> his powers for good they showed, good they showed it to Robert Evans he was like was I gonna let them kill Elizabeth Shue in that third act right. you bet your ass I was he, not not <laughs> what was that yeah uh, I did like the big pit of oil though reminds it, me of some of my parties I had with instead of, yeah. <laughs> took me back to my times with Jack Nicholson you ever tasted Diane Keaton's pussy when it's been soaking in apple juice <laughs> yes Loretta Swit had a bush you could hide a VCR in Quit your belly aching, Butt Rogers. It's just a diver's watch. Have you guys actually Suck ever listened knob, to? Uh, have you guys actually ever actually listened to the real, the actual book on tape, though? The yes. Robert Evans book on tape. Uh, it's and awesome. Clips of, yeah, bits and pieces. It's awesome. I mean, the, the Oswald thing is funny, but the I have I have like the book on tape, and it is it's like the same thing, yeah. but it's not quite that. It's not quite that ridiculous, but it is a lot of him telling these ra- these rambling weird stories. That's where you're nothing like, like what the, the hail fuck? mary action you're gonna get and, on ESPN Radio. But he does do the sh- he does Catch do the it. shit where he's like. You bet I did not. Yeah, it's or amazing. Did I? I did see that movie. The kid stays in the picture. He does Which is all clips too. from yeah. the, the all the all the audios from the audio book. Kind of similar to uh, to that uh, Val Kilmer documentary that came out recently, where it which I like, quite like. Here's the story of my life from yeah. my perspective. I still haven't had a chance to watch it. Here's me. Here's me on me. Yeah. I think I I watched about half about half of it, maybe a little bit more, and it is it is interesting, and I like Val Kilmer, um, but I also kind of hate Val Kilmer. And so, and so this movie, and so in the documentary Val, there's a part where he talks shit about my favorite Val Kilmer movie. Oh, right. Right. And he basically says he doesn't understand, it's top secret. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, no, and, then I, ma- and then it's I made this. It's not a secret, tell me what movie it is. <laughs> I love it. But he's like, uh, you're a real genius. Don't you be know so cagey. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I made this movie top secret. I didn't get it. It was very weird. It's a very weird, weird movie. And you're like. 
You don't get top secret? <laughs> it's, just a, it's a spoof movie. Have you seen Airplane? It's just not, this isn't like hard. This isn't difficult. I think he's, I think the problem is maybe. He makes everything difficult though. That's what he does. Yeah. I think maybe he's overthinking top secret. Like it can't possibly be the joke is that uh, this guy is going backwards in yeah. this scene. Like that can't possibly be the 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 joke here. What is what what's what's the underlying satire of the scene? Yeah, he, so like, well, I, I don't know the, what the, he's the like. The problem is that he's like a very self-serious, pretentious, like yeah. Shakespeare, a self-styled would be shake. Well, not would be. Is a good actor, yeah, yeah. but he's like a, no, he I'm a Shakespeare. Shakespeare man, and then the the true art of right. of the the poetry of the bard, and that is what I do. And so he can't really wrap his head around <laughs> stuff beyond that. I I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's wrap and they don't, and they don't talk he, about real genius at all. They well, just show like one clip. Apparently, like he pushed from like more and more disguises to be in this movie because, of course, that's what he liked to do. And I mean, Paramount was the studio, and Paramount was like, "We want to tone down the disguises because we got Mission Impossible as a franchise right now, which came out last year." Right. Wow. And so we want to do we want to do fewer disguises for the Saint. And the, the original Saint did is did disguise like the Roger Moore Saint does disguises, but they're like crude. They're not like you know whole characters. You know. I mean, I think I think Val Kilmer that instinct is right because I think that if this movie had had more disguises and had been stupider and more things like that, I would have be like right. I, I wouldn't. Hate it, because I mean, I would, I would still think it was. Ba- it would probably still be a bad movie. Right. I don't think there's any way around that. But at least it would be like, why is Valcomer in a different ridiculous disguise in every scene? That, that would at least be a fun. Something thing. would you happen. Could, you could tally it, him what you've something. got here is completely unexciting and generic. Exactly. That's the problem. Is that they sucked any kind of yeah. fun out of this, good or bad? Anyway, are we gonna do and, ratings? And, and or I can't again. I can't stress Kevin, how, how Kevin wants out. I just want to get out of the scene. It was like, it's like I'm watching it again. Yeah, we'll, we'll get out. I just want to. I just can't stress enough how fucking weird the last 15 minutes is, where it's oh, just becomes just it becomes like a hard day's night, like fun comedy chase scene at the very end after the movie has already finished. It's it's weird. It's not. They're not. And, and I want to stress that it's not. They're not actually. It's not actually weird. It's weird that there's 15 minutes left. Yeah. Not that the scenes are the actually scenes good. Itself not, are not weird. It's not actually weird. It's just like, why is this movie still on? It's just. This it's should just be over. Such a, it's just such a 15, fuck up. They yeah. fucked everything up. I hate it. It's rough. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I got all the good quotes out. Okay. Uh, so ratings. One and a half Judds. Because, mm. uh, you know, I thought the disguises were funny. And I like Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. I'm going to give it one Douglas for the sort of like pervy leering at Elizabeth Shue. Or, like, we all agree that she's very beautiful. But the, the way that they the way that they present it has a very like creepy quality to it in this, I think. Yeah. It's a plot point that she keeps stuff on her boobs. Yeah, it's a little weird. Gives um, us a chance to get them out. Hot. Yeah. Oh, it is hot. Uh, I mean, that's, that's right. I mean... And I'm going to give it, <laughs> what am I going to give it? I guess I'll just give it 10 out of 10 uh, outrageous disguises. Yeah. yeah. And there might be about 10 total, eight, 8 to 10, something like that. All of them Jim Morrison, mm. except for that nerd guy. <laughs> and you can see Jim Morrison pretending to be doing that, maybe. <laughs> Jim Morrison hadn't died so young, he'd be just wearing disguises around. I, yeah. I think that's, and he'd be MAGA. He would have done a whole thing like. Garth you think Brooke, Jim Morrison would be MAGA? Probably. No, but Garth, he would have done a whole thing where, like, you know, how Garth Brooks did his. Uh, oh yeah. Jim Morrison probably would have done a whole guy where he's like, I'm gonna create a whole new persona music. And it's persona. just like it's just a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how to fake like you are nice and caring? <laughs> yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it one and a half Judds. Also, it still feels generous. This isn't movie is not really worth watching at all. It's hard to pay attention to because it's just so like the so poorly paced and and edited. Yeah. 
but Elizabeth Shue's great. I mean, give Shue her due. <laughs> shoes on the other foot. Shoes on the other foot. The other shoes dropped. <laughs> shoe, shoe, kachoo. Uh, we should we should look and I think there I think there are probably fly, don't I think there are me. three movies that we could do Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, I don't think they're good, but no. Oh, anyway, I we'll, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, but yeah, but Shue rules and uh, and is somehow just great. Is somehow great in this, which is like a, quite a feat. I think it's just that she's good in everything, pretty much, and like we just nobody's ever paid attention to what her. What about that movie Molly? And so when you, where she plays like a, I don't know if I didn't see that one. Or you know, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, I'm gonna give it one, uh, Douglas. There's, I mean, it's just her boobs are contained in in a bra when you see them. It's pretty PG stuff. Yeah, but it's just it's kind of leery. It's just like I don't yeah. know. It's weird. Leery, leery enough for one Douglas, I would say. Um, and I'm gonna give it 55 million miles on a single gallon of water. <laughs> Cold fusion, everybody. Not a thing. Uh, I'm gonna give it half a Judd. I think this movie is sucks. I think that Elizabeth Shue is good in it, but the movie is around her sucks so much, and it just made me or just kept reminding whenever she was halfway decent, it kept reminding me how much the movie was, how bad the movie was, and how, uh, and how like wow, I wish I wish I was watching a movie that was not with this performance that was not terrible. Um, and let's see. Half a Douglas. I think that I think that bra stuff is, but it's not like I don't know. It's like that. It didn't strike me as again. I was again. I was having real trouble even being able to pay attention to this movie. That's how middle of the road bad this is. What a what a piece, what a piece of shit. And I'm just gonna give it. Uh, I don't know one cane that mm. a guy has. Guy has for, guy no, has a cane. He cane. twirls it sometimes and then nothing. Ten out of ten extraneous part pills. Yeah. yeah, has nothing to do with that guy's character or anything. He it just does apparently in the, in the in the stuff that they cut. Which would make more sense that it's always like because he's always doing flourishes with it. He yeah. like runs around and chases him, and then he gets mad that the saint got away again, and he spins it around. And I'm like, why is that guy got a fucking cane? He's not limping. Yeah, he's a guy. He's a cane Sucks. guy. A cane guy. He looks just like Justin Long too. An asshole. What an asshole this movie is. <laughs> uh, speaking of assholes. Oh yeah, we're gonna jump into some, another another fucking ple- a, a plethora of assholes. A lot of them opens in this, one. this movie. Oh boy, just the. DJ Caruso's Opus 2002's The Salton Sea. My name is Tom Van Allen. Or Danny Parker. Maybe you can decide who I am. Keep your eyes open. Nothing is as it seems. That's as good a place to start as any. The mad world of the tweaker. The land of the perpetual night party. Oh. I am in dire need of some cash. All right, all right, here we go. The alpha team is going to be situated in the elevator, all right? The number two team is going to be situated over here by the stairwell. Now, every one of us is going to be equipped with night vision goggles for two way radio. Come on, come on! Danny, you in, buddy? I have to pass on this one. <laughs> Which opens with a tremendous, terrible voiceover from Val Kilmer, who we see is playing a trumpet or something in a burning room. Who is this guy? And he's like, What's who am deal? I? What's my name? Is it me, you? Who am this? Maybe you can Maybe help Maybe I'm me, the guy with the fire trombone. As you can see, I don't have a whole lot of time left. Maybe you can decide who I am. There's like burning Aveng- money everywhere. Avenging angel, Judas Iscariot, loving husband, prodigal son, prince of Denmark, all of these, none of these. You decide. Ugh. But first, a little, a background, little background on the mad world of the tweaker. 
Yeah. It just all goes on and on. And that's like a, and that's a whole thing about explaining uh, methadrine was invented by Japanese housewives or something. Or for them. For them. And no, then it was invented then, by the, it was invented and they were given the to kamikaze pilots. Then it was used to kamikaze yeah. pilots. At one point, which is, 80% which is of the population tr- tr- of Japan was tweaking. Which is, I mean, the kamikaze sure. pilot thing is true, maybe. I don't fucking know. Sure. All of Japan was tweaking on GAC. Gak. Gak. They call it Gak. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, this is one of the one of those. They tried to do this a couple times. Where they're like, how about how about meth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about the world of uh, meth? A movie and, and, and all of America was like, fuck you. A movie no. I hate even more than a movie I hate. I hate a lot. I haven't ever watched it again. Is that movie Spun? Spun, Spun yeah. Just, that was a movie that uh, just annoyed me. It was like irritating to, Terrible to movie. watch. Terrible movie. Terrible. It's by that music video director. Fa- it was famous at the time for having the most cuts in a movie or something, That's apparently. Cool. That, I remember reading about reading that, and it was like, so what? What? Is David LaChapelle directed what? that? No, no it's, it's uh, uh, he's a guy who did the Jamiroquai video. Yeah, huge music video video director. He didn't I can't remember uh, his name. He's got a, he's a foreign. He's fucking sucks. Dumb foreign. Name. And he's done some other stuff, and it all's bad. Yeah. Um, uh, his, uh, yeah. If you say so, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate. I didn't know movie. they let him. They made. They don't let him make movies after that. But yeah, and, and the, the this point is like a lower key version of that, but it still is like this a has whole some room full of. Yeah, this has some aspects of that, but like the whole all of Spun is just like, how about how these crazy people, yeah. huh? They're all fucked uh, up. Jonas Ackerlin. Jonas Ackerlin. This at right. least. This at least towards like and he did something recently. This too. at least in like the third act, like is like. It does, this does have like a, a plot that like where it's like a thriller plot, oh, yeah. you know. It becomes yes. and, and in the third act, I actually kind of, I hated, I hated some. I was even texting you guys like ev- literally everything in this movie is annoying to me. And then at a certain point, I came back around and was like, actually, okay, I don't hate this, but like, man, this first section is real rough. It's hard to get. It's hard to watch. And also, it doesn't do any. This a movie like this from this time isn't done any service by like better things like Breaking Bad having come out since because mm-hmm. this is very much like you get that vibe but you're like but that yeah. of course Breaking Bad is better than all this, that all that same but, imagery too where yeah. there's like a dude literally in a, what looks to be a RV yeah uh, making his meth mm-hmm. he's like here's a here's a, a fancy lad at work right now making the making the stuff as we speak during his like this, this voiceover portion is fi- like 10 15 minutes at the yeah. beginning well, it's, ex- it's, it's explaining a lot on but it's also then it and it but it does that thing where it ends with him going like just keep in mind Nothing is as it seems. Oh, whoa! Because you know, there's gonna be some some twists and turns, and is he who he says he is? No, right? Is the and then I mean, I kind of I kind of liked the third act twist where I was like, oh shit, okay, that's when it like the plot kicks in, and he there's this long expository scene. Right, another one, <laughs> another one there, which happens a few times in this movie, but. I thought that this movie gathered enough steam uh, to make the sort of the pathos at the end work. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but and I like a few of the performances. I like him, and I, uh, I like Sarsgaard a lot in it. Sarsgaard's great. He's playing this like very yeah. sweet, uh, dopey character. Extremely, who, like, extremely dumb. Doesn't know yeah. who JFK is, but like sincerely does, and then goes like, "Hey, man, thanks for not like, thanks for not making fun of me for not knowing that." And it's very, it's very like sweet. Whereas, like, the rest of the fucking time you spent with these, like, tweakers. Awful. It's just like, oh, my God. And I like, like, there's guys like Adam Goldberg, who I like in other stuff. But, like, I do not like Adam Goldberg playing a tweaker. It is the worst thing on the planet. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's just like a, a, a fantastic scene that sort of just has everything in it where, where you first are introduced to Val Kilmer as like his tweaker character yeah. or his undercover tweaker character. And right. it's like a warner of like panning through this like this party. meth party. Yeah. And it is like just vintage sort of like, what do we know about meth? We're yeah. all cokeheads. We don't know anything about the culture. But I think that like, I don't know, people would be ar- would be like trying to organize a sock drawer and they'd right. be doing tattoos and then a guy would be like, and it's, and it's just all these like real movie archetype like drug people and it's like sort of played for laughs like a lot of this movie a lot of this movie is like these silly these meth people they're all fucked up isn't that funny I'll tell you what most people on meth do is they sit around and they do more meth. Yeah. yeah. They don't have philosophical discussions for 13 straight hours. No. Yeah. They don't really have a brain that can do that anymore. <laughs> uh, and I believe like, they have unprotected sex quite a bit. The sock drawer thing was really funny where like the two the two girls, because there's always two hot girls around. Oh, yeah. And they're, it's like, very sexy. They're organizing the sock drawer and then they're like, something's not right. We got to do it all over again. That yeah. part just reminded me. That, it's uh, all too that many things. Made, that just made me think of that scene from Boogie Nights, yeah. where it was uh-huh. like, where I was like, wait, this is just these, this is just that. Except. And you brought the sock drawer out and put it in the middle of the couch to yeah, do the, so you can get the sock drawer argument in the shot. It's very dumb. It's very weird. Yeah, it's all. There's so much. There's so much uh, stylistic flourishes in this that stink of it's got like text early, on screen, early two thousands, but just yeah. also like freeze frame. It's following that guy's blood down to like the sewer or whatever. Right. I don't know. There's just. The way the camera, the way the camera moves and stuff in this is very—it's not like specifically bad, but it is pretty ostentatious. It's, it's a kind of—it's a kind of filmmaking that at the time I would have been like, yeah, yeah, that's what movies look like. And now I watch it and go like, God, movies looked like this for like Ugh, two or three years. Yeah. It sucks. Yes. I, I have uh, to say, like this is, and, and, and it's just that that period of time. It stinks yeah. of that like where you go, wow, this is really dated. F- to this very specific, like, four-year, three-year yeah, period. we're doing things like this now. Yeah. You know, for just a little bit, and then we're done with that. That Yikes, sucks. let's not do that. But I, I do have to point out, I don't, I don't like yeah, the... Yeah, exactly. Sor- yeah, there you go. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily like it, but it is well executed. Yeah. Like, it looks good. Like, the shot the, of the party is like a well... Is it's like a slick. T- not an easy shot to execute and looks good, but it's just, but mm. you're, you're like, great, thanks for putting all that work into I, this dumb shit. I just think it's better towards, at, towards the end when it kind of settles into just being a regular looking movie yeah that just is like that like i mean there's cool shots or whatever but it's not like trying to do like let's let's make a movie like we're in the head of a tweaker sort of yeah and they they bring it back a little bit in the at the climax but i actually kind of like that but we'll talk about a little bit the uh the counting bullets they reel it in yeah uh, but anyways, uh, so the, the end of this like party shot, it, you, you get to this dude with a crazy huge tattoo that says the Salton Sea on his back and uh, all, all kinds of tattoos all over him. And then it turns around and it's Val Kilmer. Yeah. He's, he's got like, a cool uh, faux That's me, everybody. Val Kilmer. And yeah, he's got a faux hawk. He looks just like Wesley Nelson. He's <laughs> 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 a friend of ours. He's just a friend of ours. You don't know who that is. <laughs> but I kept on... I, I kept on... <laughs> And then he and then it, and then he actually sent me a, a message for my birthday. And I was like, "Oh wow, I just I saw you in a movie." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he's, he 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 loved that comparison. Yeah, no, too. no, I did not. You look That's exactly funny. like uh, Val Comer's meth character <laughs> from 20 <laughs> years ago. But he looks good. 
Oh, yeah. he does look good. Val Kilmer looks great in this, and I'll tell you this: Val Kilmer's very good in this. I movie. think so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think no. I, He's doing a whole this, thing. This came out uh, 2002. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So this was like right around. Yeah. So this, this but yeah, he's it's he's good. doing a whole. He built this character obviously from the bottom up, and and he's the character is constantly like tinged with sadness. Mm-hmm. Well, that really that really suits him. Well, there's a lot of. I mean, there's and like we're there's gonna be a bunch of twists to this character. Yeah, yeah. Like we you know we see this guy for a while, him as the meth guy, and then we see him. Talking, guys. talking to the cops pretty soon, and you go, "Oh, he's actually, he's actually like a CI yeah. for the police." And then it's like, "But then oh, there's more." No, he's not. But there's there's a very annoying scene right after this first scene where him and Sarsgaard go to some other guy's house Ugh. to get. To this get is mad. where it's most like spun. Yeah, this scene was just giving me a fucking headache. Yeah. It was pissing me off. There's a lot of reasons that it's obnoxious too. It's like trying to be as and annoying. It's like they're as trying possible. to do a drug deal, and the guy is tweaking, and he's all crazy. It's Glenn Plummer. That's right. It's Tune Man. He's back. It's Tune Man. <laughs> Tune Man from Showgirls. Showgirls is Glenn, uh, yeah. Glenn Plummer. But he's like he's like tweaking. There's a lady under the mattress. They they're they sitting. Really, really gross. At. They've yeah. got those novelty like shit like shitty teeth on him. Yeah. Slap those those that everybody was fake, wearing like twenty years grill. ago. Like, it's like from like he's like. He's got half of a costume from the Saint Don or something. Got these teeth that joke is wild. Ha 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 ha. Oh, man. He couldn't quite get his Saint costume together before they showed up. Yeah, and he's got a lady under the mattress that, that he's like ritual, like ritualistically like beating and stuff like it's that. Like, and you're just sort of like, okay. wow, meth, huh? What's well, really uh, crazy? This scene also like reminds me, make, just makes me think that DJ Caruso had, or whoever wrote this had seen Boogie Nights because like her, the lady under the mattress also stinks of like. Oh, that's Cosmo. He's Chinese. Chinese. Yeah, like yeah. it just is like, but it's not. It doesn't it like that in that movie. Like somehow makes sense, even though it's a weird. But in this, it's like because at some point he goes like, "Oh, don't mind her" or whatever, and right. then it becomes a whole point where Val Kilmer's like, "Let her out of there" or whatever, and yeah. he's got like a harpoon gun for some fucking reason. What else did this? Yeah, he guy points write? a part. He points a harpoon gun at him. Mm-hmm. He keeps on. He says just a bunch of nonsense. He's like, "Did you bring? Did you bring the plastic men?" And then at one point he does have like well, I think it's like the last thing that he says before he like gives them the, their drugs that they wanted or whatever finalizes the transaction he goes I don't mean to impose but I am the ocean. And you're like wow. what? His what name a, is that's Bobby. A crazy ocean. thing to say. Oh right, yeah. Bobby. I don't ocean. mean to impose but I am the ocean. So Val Kil- so they leave that place uh, which is annoying and then Val Kilmer calls in and he turns out he's a CI for these cops and he calls these two drug cops played by uh, it's Anthony, Anthony LaPaglia and, and Percy Wetmore it's Doug Hutchinson who is uh, Horace from Lost yeah he's, per- and he's okay, Percy yeah. Wetmore from uh, Green Mile yeah. is he the and one who married a teenage girl Courtney Stodden yes that's awesome. him Great job, dude. Yeah, it turned out it turned out he's a grooming sexual predator. And they made like creepy videos together it's, and shit like that. That's very fucked up. Oh, Rad. cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, it turned out he's like a huge piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. She was 15. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, turns out turns out he's a, he's like a huge piece of shit in this in the movie, movie too. too. So. <laughs> but yeah, so Val Kilmer is working as a CI for these two dirty cops. So he tur- so he like gives, he gives them Bobby Ocean, and then the next scene is like he's like it explains it and does this whole thing where it goes like they had a bunch of guns, and then there was a girl in the ba- a little girl in the bathroom, and then the next scene we see is like the the wife and the girl crying and Bobby Ocean has been shot yeah. to death by the cops and Yeah, you get this overhead crane shot as and you can see that the blood is going out of his head and in a circular thing mm-hmm. like in a spiral into the gutter and the camera like zooms down into it and goes into the gutter cuz we're yeah, you know, we're doing stuff like that. Cuz we saw Fight Club the, and yeah. <laughs> Fight Club too, Fight Club yeah, for sure. Yeah, cuz this is what cuz we've cuz we've we've seen 
Boogie Nights, Train Spotting, and Fight Club. Yeah. Oh, and Memento, by the way, not necessarily stylistically, but his character is Memento. Oh, his character's totally without, without the mental injury. He definitely has a Nolan dead wife. So, because yeah. then, because then he, so he's then, a civilian with yeah. t- with crazy tattoos. Well, because then we find out getting that, revenge. Because then we find out that like he goes he goes back to his apartment. And he mm-hmm. like washes his his hair. He washes the like dye out of his hair, and he puts on a suit. And he's like, I'm he's this. Got his jazz I'm band. this guy. I've got a Wait, trombone. First he goes. Trumpet, he goes trumpet. to his room, and first he encounters his new right. neighbor, Deborah Kara. Uh, Unger this whole and thing. her this abusive bad. boyfriend. She's a junkie, and her abusive boyfriend Louis Guzman. Louis Guzman. Uh, and he like sees that Louis Guzman is a piece of shit, and is like, maybe I can help this lady. And she's like, fuck you, leave me alone. And Louis Guzman is like, he also fuck you, leave me alone. That's a whole. Well, that's yeah, it's a whole. Thread it's a whole little thread. That's not all movie. in this one scene. This first scene, he just meets her, and she's like, oh, I don't like my neighbors and stuff. I don't yeah, know. yeah. It's a bad easy, easy thread to remove from it, and they, and they almost forget the movie itself. Like forgets that they have this. No, the only reason it's there. Back to it. The only reason it's there, reason it's there the is to do this Carlitos way ending that they also pull back on immediately. So it's it's completely useless. They could have had that same thing happen and it wouldn't be like that thing. And it's totally it's I mean the point of it is that like he tries to he tries to actually help somebody and be good and that backfires also. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then it doesn't because because he has a friend, which I kind of liked actually. I was I was actually kind of mad yeah. at the movie at the end when I'm like, so wait, now he's just gonna this is gonna be one of these fucking cynical, nihilistic endings that people go like, that's how things should end because life is terrible, and uh, and I'm like, well that makes me mad at this movie, and then it pulls back. it pulls back. Anyway, on that. spoiler spoiler for the ending of the movie. But <laughs> at this point, he meets her, and then he goes into his house, and he's like, I'm a different guy now. I'm this guy who he's plays the trumpet. Suit, he's got this like case that he has that he has locked up, and it's got his basically it's got his previous because he's got to re- he's got as a square. Well, he's got to remember. He's that a hep. He's a hep cat. He's though. A, he's, he is a jazzman. He's got a jazzman hat. Exactly. <laughs> Jazz. 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 He always, he's constantly playing the Tonight Show theme song. <laughs> um, he's got to remember. That's he's got to do this because he's got to remember who he actually is. He'll stand in front of the mirror and go, "Your name is whatever." You're a trumpet player. Yeah, you're a trumpet player. Yeah. Because he's in too deep, man. And he goes, and then he, and then now someone's following him around in a in a shiny silver BMW or whatever. Well, that happens. Also yeah. a weird subplot. Yeah. Uh, and so then we and then we realize that like, is this where we find out he had his he had a wife and his wife was like yeah the people that are following him in the car he has the cops like trace the license well, plate. Well, that's later. But I mean, we find out about his dead wife before that. Yeah, I can't like, remember the order died, of it. We don't know exactly what happened. We just know that like this is what pushed him to be yes. to become a a junkie was that his wife died, or so we're led to believe. That's what that like this trauma. Yeah, turned him into a tweaker. Turned him, turned him, turned him to this like to this world. Right. And so, but he's still got to remind himself that like I'm this trumpet guy. So at this point, there's no. It's not really a thriller. It's just this guy. Yeah, it's and a his, drama. And his confused life. Uh, it's like a comedy drama with his with his weird tweaker buddies who want to steal Bob Hope's poop. Uh, then there's this whole this whole that's interminable. A, that's another terrible terrible interminable scene, scene where where it uh, becomes a different kind a, of movie. It's a whole sequence. It's like 15 minutes out of the middle of the movie where and they're doing this whole thing. And it's just there, and it's just like a, not a thing that actually happens in the movie, but it's like this whole fantasy of this happening. And in their in their like fantasy, uh, they suck at describing, it. Describing they suck at it and get run over by ambulances and shit. Is that so? Is that the fantasy? Or no, is I think that I think it's more happened? like there's that actually no, happen. I, I thought it was like the idea is that. They're like they're uh, they're clearly too that they're like saying this is what's gonna happen and then they're clearly too dumb to I, actually I, do it. I read it as they're explaining the plot of their heist to him and yeah. he's imagining it Tom Cruise Mission Impossible style. Where okay. of like here's what would actually happen if they okay. tried to do this. At any rate, it's fucking <laughs> annoying. It doesn't really matter. It really sucks and it's like doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't have anything to do it's with. It's super anything obnoxious else. unless you just want to see a, a scene where. Uh, 
Adam Goldberg is carrying around poop and then gets hit run over by an ambulance. Yeah, he's trying to scoop the poop I back mean, into the I do, do want to see that. Well, you did, so you, and, you're, and, and you're in luck. And it's all these, and it's a bunch of like, uh, you know, tweaky, tweaker, gack head junkies like trying to execute <laughs> a. Gack. They say gack. They say gack a lot. Yeah, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon's gack. Nickelodeon yeah, gack. They're, they're hooked on that stuff from <laughs> Nickelodeon. Snorting the green slime. <laughs> uh, but they, but it's all like, can you imagine? Like, imagine Ocean's Eleven, but they're all fucked up on drugs. Yeah, they're all like passing gack. out and drooling and slipping on stuff and being crazy. And yeah, it sucks. It's pretty it, bad. I didn't, I didn't hate this movie, but I hated this sequence. You know, no, I, I hated so much of this movie up until the point where I didn't. Yeah. Like, is that's what... And I was just like... That's kind of how I felt about that Malignant movie that came on the other night. Like, <laughs> I hated the first, like, 45 but minutes, I, hour you know, of it. I didn't hate that. I was just sort of like, whatever, who cares about this? And then the last 40 minutes, I'm, okay. half hour, I'm like, well, it certainly turned me around right. on this. Jeez, don't tell and me not, anything. Oh, yeah, you, you should watch it, though. Okay. No, just watch it. Anyway, but uh, so, so then Val Kilmer... He's hatching a plan with these cops, and they're gonna do. They're it. gonna. They're like. They're like. You're, we're gonna send you away, and you. But you got to do this thing for us. Well, he wants to get out, and he, they tell him that also there's these guys that are trying to kill him. Right. And they're like, we're gonna set you up. You're gonna. We're gonna clean your record. You're not gonna owe us any more CI shit anymore. We're gonna send you away. We'll protect you, but you got to do this one more thing for us, and you got to help us set up this drug dealer named Pooh Bear. Yeah. Played by uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Big as swing a dude here. Who, smo- who snorted so much gack that it burned his nose right off of his face. Yeah, and this is a performance <laughs> that you either that you either think is fun or or, you or you're me, and you think it sucks. And, uh, and you're like, and you're like, nope, I'm not. And it's it's one of those where you're just like, N- I'm I'm. You're yeah. either in line with it, and you're like, yeah, what Vincent D'Onofrio's doing here, this was a good choice by everybody, or you're like, nope, I hate this as much as the fucking Bob Hope shit. Vincent stuff. D'Onofrio will do stuff like this, and where I he's like, like, I'm gonna do a crazy thing. I like that. And Maybe it. it'll work, and maybe either way, I'm gonna fucking do it. I like that yeah. he did it. I mean, I I appreciate the effort. But he does a character in the uh, the Magnificent Seven remake that is actually pretty great, oh, but it's God. a similar, just sort of like Jesus Christ. I completely Christ. forgot about that movie. But he's yeah. he's great in. Do you like, remember how uh, at the end of that movie, the girl's reading the voiceover, and she's like, "Truly, they were <laughs> magnificent," and that's the last line. And there of the were seven movie. of them. There's a scene where like a hundred horses get blown up that I always thought Kevin would probably like. The only thing I really <laughs> liked about that movie was that I've come it around has, on horses though. So I don't want to hear that. Lee Byung Hun and Ethan Hawke as like partner badass buddies. Okay, I should watch it probably. It's not very good. I know, but but uh, anyway, written, written by Nick Pizzolatto. The point is oh, that's that right. he's, he's but he's doing but Vincent Onofrio does like a crazy. Uh, is doing like a crazy thing in like Men in Black, and but it works. Yeah. It's oh, really funny. Yes, that's like the quintess- it's his, really good. His choices in that are like because you know the, on the on the page that's like and this guy is like a, an alien in a human skin, and right? You're, and you're like, okay, how do you play that? And Vincent D'Onofrio found the way the absolute best way to do that, which is oh, like, man. I sound like this. Yeah. <laughs> but in this one, he's also doing it. He's like, I'm gonna do a whole thing, and for me, it just was like he's it, got it a, he's got a Zemeckis CGI nose. It's like a, like it lots. Didn't work. Of, there's like lots of layers to it because he's got the heavy. Accent, but then he also does this wheezy thing, and he's uh, and he's like like one of the, he's like the ultimate. He's actually very Breaking Badish. Like, yes, how bad can a bad guy get? Like, how fucking psycho could these guys are? So their brains are they, just well, they shredded. Prove, they prove how crazy he is because he stages elaborate reenactments of the Kennedy assassination with remote control cars and pigeons. This and is dudes, how he's introduced. Dudes with BB uh, guns shooting the birds and, out of the car. And I hated this too. <laughs> I hated this, and I know that like this is probably something. That, and also, I'll be, I'll be posting I, I found this. this amusing. I just, I, this was like, it was like those, this was like just following the Bob Hope poop heist right. thing. Yeah. And it was just like, 
This, it's, it's that fucking shit where it's like, and then like, but they're restaging the JFK assassination, but with pigeons, it's like, what the fucking, fuck off. Self, it's uh, self-satisfied weirdness. Yeah. yeah. I, I hated it. I hated it as Aren't much as I hated it. Aren't we being crazy? You're like, yeah, I guess. And they're like, ha ha, we got the president. We shot him. Here comes the first lady <laughs> with Splendid in her uh, Versace outfit. <gasps> and they're coming around Pretty to Dealey, Dealey Square. <laughs> and, uh, oh no, fire. <laughs> And they blow up, blow up all the pigeons. Um, I'm going to share this clip. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pretty wild. It's, it's, I'm not saying it's not worth watching. I just hated it. Yeah, it's it's definitely annoying. I, I've, it's as self satisfied. It was okay in the way, movie, yeah. but I mean, at this point, I'm not loving the movie anyway. But, yet, I mean, it didn't so. it didn't seem out of place in the movie. It just sucked. Yeah, I there's a, there's a but scene it is a thing where I think people would maybe go like, but what about that scene? Isn't that bonkers? And I'm like, yeah, but in like such a fucking shitty way. Right. Like it's so it is like, like everything else in this movie. It's it doesn't it's not like intrinsically awful. It's just ostentatious and sort of dumb. It's also like so pleased with itself yeah. for, for for even having that yeah. idea and yeah. putting it in a movie that it annoys me. It's a little oh, bit look boy. how edgy I am. Yeah, yeah. Peter, it's Peter Berg on uh, uh, Peter Berg on David Letterman when he was talking about very bad things, oh, and he Jesus kept on talking Christ. about how how dark his brain was and stuff. Yeah. I remember this t- to this day. It was wild. Fucking Peter. It's Berg. just a glimpse inside the dark, sick soul that I got, man. What can I say? <laughs> and you're like, fuck you, oh, dude. Peter Berg is. You're the never worst. gonna make it as a director. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, but there's a scene that I like a little bit better uh, later on where he where he's uh, Pooh Bear is establishing himself as like. I'm a fucking crazy wild card. You never know. Where he's eating breakfast? Yeah, where he's eating breakfast and he's like, there's a guy... It pissed me off for one reason or another, and so I, uh, <laughs> I cut it, put his head in a fucking vice, and I cut his head open, and I took took his brain out. <gasps> yep, took his fucking brain, put it in my freezer, and everyone. And this is after a point where he's like served Val Kilmer some, this disgusting some hash or whatever he's egg, made, like weird breakfast yeah. egg yeah. melange thing. He's like, take a bite of this, <gasps> and he's like, Ugh. and then he's like, so I took his brain, and every once in a while I put it in a little bit of uh, maybe maybe food my maybe my I, dinner sometimes. Comes my breakfast, <laughs> and Val's like, "Oh my God, I've been eating brains." And then he's so he's like, "All right, well, anyways, uh, that's we'll do the deal or whatever." And also, he's while he's out. here, he puts a he tapes a revolver under the table. Yeah, he tapes a revolver. That'll come. No, back. that's the next time he's there. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's the second time when they put his dick in a cage with a badger. Uh, uh, yeah, that's another thing that happens. But anyways, uh, <laughs> but, but anyways, he's leaving, and then uh, it's just like that Justin Timberlake song, "Dick in a Badger." <laughs> dick in a Badger. Uh, he throws the he throws like a thing of like pig brains or he's something. Like, yeah. He's like, ha ha ha! I'm a dog. Oh, I got you. Arf 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 arf! I'm a dog. Woo! Yeah. This guy's crazy. He's a crazy villain. Crazy the with a K. Is, the meth has totally gacked him out. What a crazy! What a crazy villain! Uh, yeah, and then later so on, set up a whole. So and a, then later on, yes, they put his dick in a uh, hole yeah. in front of a badger cage and threatened to is have it, a badger come. Who's it? Treo? They kill Treo. Treo, yeah. Treo's in it. Treo's yeah. one of uh, Pooh Bear's boys. One of so, they, so they set up that. So the cops are setting up this whole sting, and he they think that Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer's talking to this other drug dealer, this dude in a cowboy hat. B.D. Wong. B.D. Wong. B.D. Wong. And, and, and who uh, is great in this. I love to see him, and this is a fun character. Oh, this is a very fun character for him. But, uh, but, the cow- yeah, the but you But you see, but this character is like this this other drug, this like, this like they're, these guys are like, He's oh, we're acting gonna, we're like gonna. a middleman between exactly. Cowboy B.D. Wong but and he's Pooh Bear. A, but he's a big deal, and then Pooh Bear's a bigger deal, and like they're going to, these guys are going to take him down. Right, that's that's the that's the plan the cops are telling uh, yeah, yeah. Val Kilmer, junkie CI Val Kilmer. Right, right. So then, 
uh, I guess it's not too long after that that like. Well, it turns out that that's revealed because then they set up this whole plan of how a, they're yeah. gonna do. They're gonna do. They're gonna do the deal. Then I think there's a part where Val Kilmer goes back there with money. Well, he goes back there with money to do to table. do like a test deal. Right for ten thousand. Trejo steals the money. They put his dick in a in a cage, and then are like, "Talk to the badger. <gasps> Don't talk to me." But then Val Kilmer is like, "I brought you ten thousand dollars. Danny Trejo stole it from me." And Danny Trejo's like, "No, boss, I didn't." And then like, "Oh, here's the money. We found it." And yeah. then they then they make the badger and eat Danny Trejo's dick. And then it's like that they trust. <laughs> and then it's also it's a whole scene is just like this long scene with a badger that right. is so that they can say like that he trusts Val Kilmer right. is going to actually make the deal and that he it's was a very. So, it's a very colorful scene. It's the, very, I mean, the, also in that scene they have him trained to a chair strapped to a chair at some point and he like tapes a gun to the bottom of this table yeah. which will come which will come, come in handy later. later. So the the there's sort of multiple large reveals that take place in the third act of this movie. Yeah. One is that yeah. uh that BD Wong is not a drug dealer, he's a federal agent. Yep. And he is using Val Kilmer as a CI to get to Anthony LaPaglia and Doug Hutchison who are bad guy cops whose plan is not to arrest Pooh Bear, but to rip him off and kill him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they do. They do rip and runs, and they rob and kill drug dealers and steal their drugs and money. Right. And Damn. the reason we know that <laughs> is because... This is a long, is a long it's expository It's a long expository scene. chunk of the movie that involves multiple flashbacks. But it also does involve B.D. Wong, like... Acting like a cowboy, but he's got the. What's funny is that you, he's got that accent the whole time. Like you're like this guy's. This is this guy's accent. He's like a Texas. No, that really is who he is. No, I know, but I love that. It's great. Well, I just, he actually I just, tones it down a little bit when he, they're in the boardroom in front right, of all the people. Right. But that could be code switching. But I, right. but I also just like that. That's because like, he starts doing it again when he's talking to Val Kilmer it's alone. Because you're, like, you right, right. you're like, expect this. You wouldn't expect him to be like. I'm, I talk like it's. A Texan. It's one of the ways he's in very, which this movie tries to be colorful that works, as opposed to the ways that it doesn't. Uh, yeah, actually, that's true. And Beatty Wong, you know, always, always good to always see him. Good to see. So anyway, the reason we know that those two cops are the bad guys. Mm. Is because years ago, Val Kilmer and his wife were driving home through the Salton Sea, Salton sea. and they stopped at this there. little roadhouse yeah. to, to you know have a have a rest stop or whatever. And uh, these two cops came in and robbed the joint and shot the place up and killed Val Kilmer's wife. Oh, right. Meatloaf was at, Meatloaf was at this place. Right. So he has one line. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. He's like one of the guys. Oh who's, yeah. Uh, he's like, oh well, yeah, okay, come on in, use my phone or whatever, and that's it. And then they get Val, blown away. Val Kilmer's in they the bathroom. He gets shot. Val Kilmer's in the bathroom. He's been wounded, and and he's hiding in the bathroom while he witnesses them shooting his wife in the head through a right. bullet hole. Through a bullet hole in the door. And uh, he's so basically what it turns out is that Val Kilmer has gone sort of underground as a tweaker, become a CI for these two dirty cops in order to get revenge for them killing his wife. And he's going to do it by he's going to get them. He's going to get them by the FBI. Caught by the FBI. Or so we think. Right. And then they think, and so they think that there's a whole scheme where, where the, the whole sting operation, and they got like, you know, wires rigged up and people posted all over the place. And it involves Val going with BD Wong and doing the deal. And at a certain point, Val Kilmer calls a audible. And, Sarsgard. And, and, yeah, he, to Sarsgard. And, and he. There's uh, a great, this is a great, sad great and scene. funny scene with Sarsgard where he's got the, he got Val Kilmer tattooed on him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He's such a, he's such a nice character in a movie. He, a sea of, a sea of uh, shitty characters. He's, you're just like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? He's too nice. And Val Kilmer's like, you got to get out of, you got to get out of this life. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. loves Val Kilmer so much. He's like, you're, that my, Val be, you're Kilmer my best friend. Admits that he's a snitch to him. And he's like, 
Still love you. That whatever. Yeah. He gets upset, and then he's like, he's like, but like, I'm sure you had your no. He, but he's mostly he's like, well, so you're not even my friend. He's like, no, I actually do like you. You're my yeah. friend. Who? He's wouldn't? like, oh, okay. Well, you're a puppy dog. Well, then I'm okay with you being a snitch. Yeah. I don't care. I'm I'm just glad we're not. I, I was worried we weren't friends. Yeah. But it's such a sweet. He's got the tattoo of his shitty yeah. tattoo of Val Kilmer like, with his like faux hawk. It's kind of little too, because it was probably like all he could afford or something. It's pretty I don't funny. know. It's, it's just like that, small tattoo. He spent all his tattoo money on Gak. That, <laughs> that character won me over. This is about the point where we're, when it starts to reveal the FBI guy and like that stuff. Like this is about the point where I started to kind of more come around more. On yeah. That, where yeah. it started to like it more because it wasn't just uh, obnoxious ticks. Yeah. It was like going somewhere. I mean, and it, I, the t- the way the movie's told is the right way to do it because it builds the right. You build the character. You you reveal. There's a lot of reveals, and I'm not saying it's scripted wrong or that's structured wrong. It just is like it, it's it's really front loaded with. A lot of annoying shit that right. sucks. <laughs> that just bu- that's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Yeah, the, fucking the spun stuff. The spun stuff is just awful. Yeah, but you get but we're we're, we're pretty much out of that now. Now Val Kilmer's gonna go do this drug deal. The cops mm-hmm. think that they're gonna get bust B D Wong and they're gonna get B D Wong and this other thing. And they're like, man, this is this is a fucking yeah, this is a fucking jackpot for us. Yeah, but Val Kilmer pulls a switcheroo and B D Wong ends up at the hotel. Like, okay, you ready for this? And it's it's Sarsgaard instead of uh, Kilmer. Yeah. Oh no! He's, he told me to tell you, sorry, but he's got to do this on yeah, his own on or his some own. shit. So he's his plan all along was to like set up this thing was to lead the cops into an ambush with Pooh Bear, mm-hmm. which he does. Which he does, yeah. And a bunch of people get killed. Yeah, yeah. Pooh Bear gets uh, taken off, taken out pretty quick. He's got the gun taped under the table. They're having a poker game there, which surprises him because yeah. he's like, "Oh no, I, I need to be sitting at this seat. I can't have the, uh, yeah. the this guy playing poker." So he gets that. He knocks a beer on this guy. The guy gets mad, and Pooper's right. like, oh, "Oh, come on, that's fine. Let's count the money." And then Falcomer sits down. He's got this gun taped under there, which it seems like somebody would have found that. Yeah, I don't know how long it was between the two scenes, but it seems like. Long enough for somebody to have been like, "Hey, is there a fucking gun taped under yeah. the table? It's a big gun. <laughs> it's an eight shot. It's an eight shot thirty-eight. Yeah, it's huge. You'd, you'd think gun. you'd honestly. There's a whole scene if where you they just bumped the table. You'd hear it jostling around under there. I don't think the tape would hold it. I think that gun weighs about three pounds, and it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a pretty fun stylistic uh, thing where the they, the the guy they buy it from yeah t- sells them a gun. He tells them a whole bunch of shit about the gun, and then there's the fun thing at the end where it's got pointed at him. I like which I actually liked where it's like his head in the barrel. He's yeah. like, you know, and talk, saying the stats about the gun. He goes, it's, and it's got it's only got eight shots. Or did, or did I say, I say nine? nine? He, that is a, that is actually a fun scene. I actually it's, thought that was that was like, pretty funny. It's probably like a sixteen-year-old black kid, yeah. And he's and he, but he talks very with like real, full-on like sales jargon. He yeah. does a whole presentation. But it's very but he's but he's looking directly it's at very the camera. Placid. Super monotone. It's like yeah. it's me, it's like it's memorized. It's yeah. like a George Carlin routine or something yeah. like that. It's really fun. It's pretty fun. So, so they, they, but when that comes a, back at the end, I thought was they really have well fun. they have this shootout. Yeah. And uh, you know the gun get gun gets used several times right during the shootout. The cops come in. The cops come in. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer gets shot. Val Kilmer gets. Shot. Yeah, he gets shot, and then everyone thinks he's dead because he's laying in somebody else's blood. Yeah. Pooh Bear gets shot, and then he gets kind of like they clear the decks uh, with that character. Yeah. But he does have a fun scene where he's kind of like, oh yeah, he's he, gonna shoot. He's gonna like go out with a blast because he's been shot before. He, but he's so he like makes like super meth and puts it in a syringe, yeah. and he's gonna shoot it into his fucking throat. Yeah. But he keeps on going while he's doing this. He keeps going. I'm just a little boy on a goddamn rocking horse. I'm just a little boy on a goddamn rocking horse. That's all that is. <laughs> <laughs> wow, jeez! I didn't. I didn't. Improv. It, 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 it has to be. It has to be. It's a whole. He's doing a whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
but he's but, but, he's, but, but he's, he's about to like shoot himself up, and then someone blows him away or whatever. And so the, the syringe the is lying on the ground. Yeah. Uh, and Kilmer is not dead. He was wearing a bulletproof vest, and it's you know it's like one of those. And he has to take like, it off to show the audience. You have to rip your. You're probably wearing like a button-up shirt too, or no, a snap-up shirt too, so you can just pull it open. You're like, yes, I did have that bulletproof vest on. See. I just want to say that as someone who's worn a bulletproof vest and used one, A, no, everyone can tell that you're wearing a fucking bulletproof vest. Yeah. B, it hurts. Yeah. yeah. And you will pass out. Yeah. So that part's realistic, but but also uh, the part where you open it up to reveal that you have been shot is dumb. I would, I'd swear to God, if I was wearing a bulletproof vest and I got shot, I would rip my shirt open. You just think because, you would check? Just, no, I would just, just because it's in movies. Like, oh. I would have to do it. I'd be obligated to do it. <laughs> And if I was wearing a bulletproof vest, I would have a snap-on shirt over the If front. you got shot so with that thing like, open. like center mass, yeah. I don't think you'd be able to When I come to. I don't think you'd be able to like sit upright I promise. I promise you. No, you, I wouldn't be sitting up. I'd you, be lying down and I'd go, ribs. Uh, and then I'd pull the, the shirt up. The open. mere act of you moving your, your arms over and your solar plexus like that would be, uh, you'd be in excruciating pain. That's fine. Yeah. It has to be done. But anyway. It does have to be done. It is the movie, so who cares? Yeah, and also whenever there's a scene where like a character gets shot, but they were wearing a bulletproof vest, and that was sort of maybe either part of their plan or part of their contingency plan is always a thing like, what if the guy shot you in the head? Though? Right. Like, <laughs> or literally Which I always else. think of where I'm like, I'm like, he's like, ha, but he's wearing a bulletproof vest. And you're like, but you weren't wearing like a fucking bulletproof head. Bulletproof head. <laughs> yeah. Like he could have shot you in the fucking head. They right. were, it was pretty close range. Yeah. There. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of bullets flying. Anyway, that's beside the point. That's who, t- who kills Anthony Lapalia? Uh, Kilmer. He walks in there and he he's like, oh, and he shoots him like right through the face, and he's dead. Right. Yep. And he's, then, he's and then the, the other the guy. other guy's the main bad guy. The, Doug he's the one, who, he's yeah. the one who killed his his who, wife. Who killed Kilmer's wife? And he he like has a speech at him. He's like, he's like, yeah. what would you do if this happened if this to you? Happened would you, you run and hide? Or shot would you him stay a couple times in the leg, and he's like, yeah, yeah. And then the guy gets so the guy gets the drop on him. He gets the gun away from him, and he's got the gun. He's like, "Here's what I do: I fucking fight because I'm I'm fuck, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Winners you, win. You ju- yeah, winners win. You're a fucking piece of shit. You didn't even try to you didn't even try to save your wife, which is of course I'm gonna know, go the, marry a teenage girl. The whole point of his <laughs> the whole point of his guilt is that he didn't save right. his wife. And also like the, that's also like one of those villain things where you're like, yeah, but like if he'd come out of there, you would have shot him. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, but you could have at least tried. You're like, well, how would that be help? How would that be helping anybody if he yeah. if he had done anything? Then there's the fun little but flashback. Where he's like, how many bullets are left in that gun? And you see, they count off every gunshot that when the yeah. previous with the shootout number on the with the number on the screen. They also right. do a zoom into the gun uh, yeah. to the gun barrel that Al, that Val Kilmer is looking down, and you see the black kids. Yeah, yeah. He goes, is, or did I say nine? This did I, I did nine. like that. I know, that was I actually pretty cool. That was a, that was like one of the fun stylistic things. Where I was like, okay, yeah. that's pretty yeah, cool. yeah. because it wasn't in the serve. It was also like funny because I you go like. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. And to have just have something like that in this kind of intensity, when like people have been shot and there's blood everywhere and stuff, and like, now we're doing now the, we're doing fun, funny stuff the guns again. Guns pointed at his head, you know. Yeah, yeah. But also, meanwhile, he's like reaching for this the, the syringe, hot, the hot shot, the hot shot. And so he's like reaching for that while this guy's like going, "Here's what I'm gonna fucking do. I'm gonna blow your brains out." And meanwhile, and then and then it was it was eight shots, and click. so click, and then Val, and then Kilmer stabs him in the throat with this. Hot shot. Kills him. He's, he's going to send killed. him to heaven before he sends him to hell. Yeah. It's, it's killed him. And so that kinda, guy gets, and gonna, like, gets and to go kinda, out with the ultimate high. And then I was like, I was like, wait, so this <laughs> place, is, this place isn't on fire. I get, but the, so the movie can't be over. But it seems like probably it's over. Yeah. And then and then there's this stupid scene. Yeah. It's really dumb. Where it cuts to him and he's playing the uh, the trombone. I'm a, tr- I'm a trumpet, trumpet player. Trumpet, trumpet, sorry, in front of in, his yeah. uh, mirror, and he's like, um, "I'm this guy now again." I'm, and we I'm, really winkle. I'm just this guy. I've I've gotten rid of the other guy because my he is, his mission was completed. So that guy no, no longer needs has any reason to exist. 
Uh, and then the Luis Guzman shows up with the with the junkie with J- junkie DKU and shoots him. And he shoots him. <laughs> he goes, "Man, you you snitched on a Mexican guy once, and that's now that's payback for that." And boy, we got you. He puts a lot of exposition into this yeah. too. He goes, "Man, that fucking bitch played you like a squeeze box, bro. You know what? She had no choice. She took a good beating for you, SA." <laughs> He says Whatever. all this stuff, and then he shoots Val Kilmer. It's and like, then, and it's then like she did, she, he did try to set her, set him up with drugs, like to get busted. Right. Yes. So but, yeah. But also, but and also, then he, like, and then him and, uh, and, and his yeah. abused girlfriend just are, are gone. Yeah. I guess that she's just going to live in hell with that guy. She's like, and he sorry. Gets away. I mean, the, and the, I guess the idea is that like one good deed or whatever. You know? Right. But like the place is burning down, and Val's like playing the trumpet, and you're like, oh yeah, I remember it's this like, from the well, beginning. Anyway. Who, I'm, I'm gonna die now. I'm gonna get all burned up. And then he's like, oh no, it's such a cliche. Cause he's getting, and then you see the light and he's kind of, you just see his face and he's like, oh no, it's such a cliche. He sees going, a gra- he sees the flood, like a shitty floor light. and he goes, linoleum, this must be hell. Yeah. And then, and, then he, he, and then he's like, but then it's light, white light, and then he's like, oh, what's what's going on? I'm am I dead? And then it's Peter Sarsgaard's like, hey, I saved you, man. And you're like, oh, I actually kind of like that. I was like, because I felt I felt like it's like that ending. I'm like, he fucking, he's, he's just gonna fucking right. die here from this <laughs> dumb this dumb subplot that that I, we had all forgotten about. Yeah, that's real tacked on. Reminded me of uh, of <laughs> Kiss Kiss Bang Bang where he's alive in the hospital and it's like Abraham Lincoln shows up and <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. But what do you want me to do? That's what happened, okay? Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. But he goes. So then you get you, you end with the kind of like uh, the book ended voiceover where he's going, "Am I this one guy? Am I another guy?" And then you see him kind of like he's clean. He's got his nice clothes on again. And he's walking up. into a sunset or whatever, and he goes, "So who's this guy? I don't know, but I like his chances. Yeah, he's gonna be okay. And now he's not either of those guys. He's a third guy. <laughs> he's gonna be yep. fine. And the salt. And then he throws his trumpet into the Sultan Sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The you guys, end. You guys ever been to the Sultan Sea? It's a no. It's a depressing place. I've seen that documentary. It's really yeah. depressing. The do- yeah, it's but it's like it's like just like this dead these dead tiny like shacks all around the place. It's like woof. I think they. I think actually someone told me that they've. It's I, I was there in like two, 2010, but they said they've since like renovated a lot of that, so there's more s- stuff oh, yeah. going on around there. But it was like one of those things where you're like. Yikes! And you just drive by these houses, and just people staring at you, and really? you're like, "Ah, don't get out of your car!" Fucking it's constantly it's one like of those kind of places. massive fish die-offs that like make everything stink. Well, everywhere. it's all poison there. Everyone yeah. that lives there is Brad Pitt from California, <laughs> basically. Yeah, God, it's either Brad Pitt from California or Brad Pitt from <laughs> True Romance, or Juliet Lewis together. from California. <laughs> <laughs> That's and the Juliet, or Juliet Lewis from Strange Days. Oh my gosh. Uh, this is Anthony LaPaglia. This is just like very purple dialogue, and where where, you, where you where you think Anthony LaPaglia is like the worst of the two cops, but then it turns they're both bad. But because he's out mean, because he's mean to the him, other, the other guy, guy is nice to him, but it turns yeah. out they flips. Yeah. Yeah. But this is when because like Val Kilmer was talking about the part with Glenn Plummer where the guy was abusing the woman, and they're like, "Why didn't you help him?" And he's like, "Well, you know, it wouldn't have been in character." And then Anthony LaPaglia goes, "You know why you didn't do anything? Because you're a fucking cocksucking low life tweaker. That's why. Yeah. Shithead." <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then after this, he's been he's been roughed up, and he says he says to the 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 teen groomer guy, he goes, "Dude, will do anything to touch me. Take him to Chippendales or something." Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Good. Um, there's another scene where he's um, you know, trying to defuse some sort of lunatic that's screaming at him in a meth haze or whatever, and, and he's like, "What are you fucking looking at or whatever?" And Val Kilmer goes, "I was just admiring your boots. Did you purchase them locally?" <laughs> that's kind of a funny line. Uh, rocking chair. Kilmer's good in this movie, man. Yeah. He's doing a whole. He's very good. He does. He does the. He does the like pathos robot very well. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, here, here this is when he's kind of towards the very end of his voiceover where he's talking about the meth party that we discussed at the beginning. Day swallowing night and night swallowing day. The crank compressing time like some divine piston on its awesome downstroke. It's mm. totally, that's that's some like real Hunter wrote, S. Thompson shit. wrote that shit, man. <laughs> yep. Uh, ratings. Three Judds. Uh, I've always kind of had a soft spot for this movie. But I would agree that as as I as I get older and farther away from the like twenty three year old self that that liked this initially, it does seem more ostentatious and annoying. I agree with Kevin that it's very front loaded with a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> once once it sort of turns more maudlin and gets like sadder and a little bit more mean, that's when it that's when I like it. And uh, and I think that that's balanced with really good stuff like Peter Sarsgaard's character. Like it all it all builds. It's more it's more feature than it is bug. But it's a lot of bug to start with. You it, know? Just, it could be done in a way that isn't so irritating well, exactly. to me, probably. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like this. St- if I was reading this book, I would enjoy the book. Yeah, yeah. Because I wouldn't have to see a lot of that stuff happening. <laughs> uh, no, no Douglases, right? Uh, Not really. For which is weird. No, I don't even think there's any. Jeez. Yeah. Weird. It's yeah. like the one component. It's of very this sexless recipe that they missed out yeah. on. Well, I mean, welcome to modern. Modern oh, right. crime filmmaking, yeah. no sex. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so, yeah, no Douglases. I am going to give it, uh, let's see, I, I've got two. And I have to decide between two. I guess I'm going to give it eight shots out of my revolver. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or is it nine? Or is it nine? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it two and a half. Uh, there's the, some real annoying shit that I really hate. Val Kilmer is awfully good in this. Very solid performance, yeah. and in and it kind of in a speed that Val Kilmer doesn't do very often. So he's like doing a slightly different thing, and it and it works great. Yeah, hey, he looks like he looks like my friend Wes Nelson, mm-hmm. <laughs> who I like, our good friends. So oh, you're like, hey, he's if you're listening to this, Wes, hi, and also he doesn't sorry. have Wesley has a beard now, not like Val Kilmer okay. in this movie. Okay. No. So like like Val Kilmer at the end of Spartan, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or but, Val Kilmer in the, sta- the Saint when he has a fake beard. Oh, hello. But there is like a 10-minute <laughs> scene where obnoxious tweakers try to steal Bob Hope's shit. That sucks. It literally is like shit. Like, sh- not just stuff, but like his, actual, his actual... No, it's his, like, his uh, stool his actual sample stools. from yeah. the hospital. Because they're crazy. They, they're like, they're, they're not thinking They're going to sell it on eBay is their plan. Yeah. That's a good plan. Mm. Inexplicably, zero Douglases. Yeah. I mean, unless we're forgetting something, but man, I don't know. No. Hey, is, the, is it hot that the badger is going to ba- bite off his dick? It's not even... Is that hot? Yes. <laughs> Give it one Douglas for a badger possibly eating Val Kilmer's dick. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's, as I keep saying, as this podcast goes further and further along, we learn more about your kinks. <laughs> oh, we all agree with that one, right? That's pretty common. Uh, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 dick-eating badgers. Oh, there we yeah. go. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to give it two and a half Judds. I want I want to do a three, but I just like, I for so much of this movie, I was annoyed. But it really, yeah. it really, it, brought, it was basically bringing it up from like one Judd to like two and a half mm. by when the last act, when it, that all happened. I'm like, damn, this is pretty, okay, this is a pretty solid yeah. crime story all of a sudden that it was building to. But I just think that the building blocks at the beginnings are were, yeah. were hard for me it's to It's like they mashed at. together two different scripts or something like that. A little bit, yeah. Uh, zero Douglases. And uh, wait, what did you do? Badgers? Yeah, dick-eating badgers. Uh, you do, uh, do one murdered JFK pigeon. <laughs> That's very close to what else I was, to the one I was going to go with. I was going to do, uh, I was going to give it one, one second shot from the grassy, from there the grassy a, knoll. There is a second, there is a, there, they get shot by a lot, of, from a lot of directions. In there, so. 
<laughs> pretty pretty good. That'd be the only good part. Of it, so. Well, the action is shot from a lot of directions in Rennie Harlan's movie Mindhunters. Ah, uh, the 2004 <laughs> Opus Mindhunters. Good evening, my fine young FBI friends. I am a pretty little thing, just out of lit class, and my parents are loaded as per my expensive ensemble. Rafe, you're up. Black suit, blonde hair, on the prowl for pretty young things. Preferably a cheerleader with great big... Oh, you've got to be kidding me. They are the FBI's newest profilers. You're all smarter, you wouldn't be here. I just want you to be smarter. Training to get into the minds of the most elusive serial killers. This is Detective Jensen. He's going to be working with you. Who wants to play some hide-and-seek? What do we know about him? We know he's just out of a bad relationship. He's barely looked twice at me and Sarah. Maybe you're not my type. Trust me, I'm your type. The simulation will be a test of your teamwork. What it's like to be inside the mind of the sociopath. He's called a puppeteer. And he has an obsession with time. Time to look alive. It's just a simulation. It's no fun unless it's a challenge. Joke, right? What a what a classic film. I enjoy this movie. I've seen it a few times. Uh, this is probably the fourth or fifth time that I've seen this movie, mm-hmm. and I've shown it to other people too. This is the kind of movie that I will make that I will oh, tell yeah. the rest of the people watch. This is the kind of shit. With the caveat, like, of course, that it's terrible. It's pretty bad. This is the kind of thing. Like I, I I've talked a lot about how I don't really believe in the so bad it's good movie. Mm-hmm. I think this movie is endlessly amusing, but not very good. But it's not like. I don't think it's amusing because it's bad. I think it's amusing because it really leans into its sillier elements on purpose. Yes. But also, like, all that said, this is the kind of movie that I will try to show people instead of, like, you gotta see fucking The Room. You know what I mean? Like, you know what you should see is Mindhunters. Like, this is my idea of the quote-unquote good-bad movie because I think, like, its qualities are actually good even though the movie surrounding them is repellent and stupid. Yeah. There's this crazy outlandish like stuff that you yeah. can recommend of it too. It's a like, perfect suspense kills movie because it has this ridiculous plot. Oh man, they just don't make shit like this anymore. Well, Rennie Harlan's always had a strong capacity for stupidity. Oh my in god, his movies, even his really good movies like Cliffhanger and mm-hmm. Die Hard Two, are like pretty stupid. Sure, in a lot Ford of ways. Ford Fairline, your favorite. Ford, Ford, you love oh, Ford Fairline. Man. Clint Eastwood. I fucked him. <laughs> I don't know if we right. can do that, but well, I don't think there's any reason to do that. What a picture! It's named after a car, don't you know? Uh, what a man's man! Dice, <laughs> oh dice! Why do you need so much Vaseline, dice? We have to, do, we have to do it just so we can do our dice impressions. Oh, come on! I love dice because the punchline to ninety percent of Dice's jokes is him calling a woman stupid. <laughs> Shut up, stupid! Stupid! Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here, you dumb, dummy, dunce, douchebag bitch. That was the punchline. I'm telling jokes here. I'm a comedian professionally. Dice. I sold out Madison Square Garden with his shit. Have I talked to you about the one? I think it's Dice Rules, but it's at MSG, and he's like doing jokes about how like he wants to fuck Barbara Streisand or how he doesn't want to fuck Barbara Streisand. I can't remember. Hilarious. And it like cuts to the audience and fucking Elliot Gould is right there just giving him the thousand yard stare. Why were you there? in the first place Elliot Gould what did you think he was gonna do you, yeah. have, you have no <laughs> you have no leg to stand on on this I one I just think I do I'm amused less by the idea that Elliot Gould was mad and more of it Elliot Gould was like gotta go see Dice at MSG I mean like the Dice man he cometh 
I think it's also, while we're on this digression, it is important to point out that this was his, I think this, like Dice, he was so huge in the 80s that Dice at Madison Square Garden, I think, was released in theaters. Oh, yeah. And he bombs in it. I mean. He's doing new material. And and nobody likes it because he's a because ba- he's a bad comedian. The most amazing thing to me about Dice is that like, obviously it's mostly shtick. Like it's mostly an act. This guy doesn't go around going like you know this, being this guy in real life. Apparently he did when he was starting when he was when doing he, a lot when of he drugs. got super famous yeah. and doing a lot of drugs. Yeah, it went to his head. But I mean, obviously this is shtick, and like everybody just bought it. Like all these people just bought it. They were like, yes, that's awesome. Yeah, because they were all racist. It's, it's a bunch of fucking racist assholes. Sexist like too. Don't early, oh yeah, all the shit. It's totally like early MAGA chudism. Yeah, I had to go to the bathroom. Writ but large, I, but I'm glad you guys got off on. I heard, I heard you guys getting off on an Andrew Dice Clay. Oh. I'm like, oh okay, well we haven't missed anything. Then. Somehow it seems perfect. But I don't know. It, it's completely well, Har- different, well, but it's of a piece. Well, Rennie Harlan did his movie, right? Yeah, Ford yeah. Rennie Harlan did do Ford. Fairly. I'm a big fan of uh, Rennie Harlan's first movie, Born American. Uh huh. Good pretty, movie. It's pretty fun. Have you seen Prison? I mean, it's not fun. Prison too. Yeah. Good. And, and his his and nightmare is his, good. His nightmare, I actually, uh, horror fans probably, probably disagree with me here, but I think it's it's one of the better ones. I think it's better. Which one is I think it's better it, than part three. Dream Warriors or is Dream, it? Dream Warriors was before that, and everybody loves Dream Warriors. But last so time, last time I watched Stephen it, that Hopkins one seemed kind of that one was good, but it seemed kind of tame. And then the Rennie Harlan one is where it really turns into like a gag fest because uh, I don't know if you remember how Freddy is brought back to life in that movie. Amazing. He's buried in, he's buried in this junkyard. Oh, the dog pees on and him. And the right? dog pees, yeah. no, the dog pees fire, fire yeah, onto yeah. him. And yeah. that's how Freddy comes back to life and I'm like, dog pee, dog does not pee one. onto Freddy Krueger. The dog pees a lake of fire. fire. He, no, and he then pre- Freddy Krueger crawls yeah. out of the lake of no, I know. piss. I know, it's great. But he pees, he pees a fire onto Fre- where Freddy's buried. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. And then Freddy comes out of the ground and is like, I'm back, bitches. <laughs> and also it has that also has the, the scene it's where the lady the girls on the on the beach and Freddy's claws come out of the beach like with the jaws theme and then it's got the, and he kills the girl or whatever and then he's got the part where Freddy puts like sunglasses on and it should so <laughs> good. And Freddy Four has Andrus Jones in it who Kevin and I met and have a whole story about it That's that we will maybe tell some other time. Yeah, some other time. No time like the present. Um, but uh, <laughs> That's a long story. But uh but yeah, anyway, I like but I am I'm, I'm you know, I don't know if I'm a Rennie Harlan fan, but he does have well, I do think I'm a I, huge fan I am of Die absolutely Hard 2. a Rennie Harlan fan. I do like I do like what like when he's turned up, I like what he what he does. This one this movie certainly has a bunch of like fun gags in it. Although I don't think I like it as much as you guys do. I think it's fine. I actually I, Die Hard Die Hard 2 Cliff Hanger and Long Kiss Goodnight. Those are all great movies, and I like Mindhunters, so I maybe mean, I am a Rennie I would Harlan also fan. add to that list Cutthroat Island. Cutthroat Island is not good, but it's better than you'd think. Yeah. And the action is actually pretty, pretty cool. Pretty awesome. Yeah. You're it's like, oh, right, because this movie cost $100 million. There's, speaking of, there's, there's like a very bad action scene in this that was like strikingly bad to me. Where, where like, uh, it's towards the end where LL Cool J's fighting another guy. And it's just like, oh, this sucks. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, and it's, it's, it's like it's long, and it's, follow, it's following a bunch too. of like stuff where like a bunch of like neat. There's like a bunch of neat deaths in the movie, and then you're kind of like, well, this is lazy. just a fight this, scene. This, this, movie, this is lame and lazy, and you're kind of like, well, that's that's the Rennie Harlan secret. Is it's like, ha, I'm gonna have this one cool part, and then we'll just throw this together, and it'll be a whole movie. Yeah. I felt like this was the air quotes good version of I see you. Yeah, oh, the, for sure. You know, it was to- like, it's totally the good version of it. Like, it's not even the air quotes movie. good version. It's the good version of right. that. Because that's the v- that's the non-air quotes very bad version of that. Because <laughs> that movie fucking sucks. And this has like a that similar a vaguely similar premise, like vaguely similar. And yeah. and but also like pays off on a lot of good kills and shit like that. I mean, this one has a problem that's also not a problem where it's like the uh whereas ICU was about 
or uh, what was it? Ice Zone or what was it? What Detox. Was it? Detox. But anyway, that one had the pro- the thing where it was like, oh yeah, uh, the Stallone movie. Yeah. That was the that had the on four from eyes. the Four Eyes episode. But, yeah. but that was the thing that was like, uh, it's his is his fucking PTSD and it's this right, it's this right, bummer right, right, backstory right. or whatever. And this one is the problem. The problem slash not problem where it's like you're introduced to a cast of characters and you don't like any, any of them. them. So you're <laughs> like, well, great. I can't wait to watch these people get creatively murdered it's right. by this like, director. It's almost like Verhoeven casting too, like in Starship Troopers too, where you're like, I don't like the characters as written and I don't like the <laughs> the actors I don't, that are playing them. Either. I don't right. think you're, I don't know that that's, it's like that intentional. I don't, I think it's just that like, I think you're, it's like that, this is how the script goes. No, I don't think it's intentional. To, I, I, feel suppose, like, I think it's more intentional in Starship Troopers probably from the casting level but in this one it feels more like this is just what this this is just what what characters are like in that movie plus it's about a bunch of fucking fbi profilers and none of them should be fbi profilers they are all (laughs) terrible at their jobs all of them are you're like i mean it's one of those where you go like this is the no early on a guy's like guys like i saw the i saw the list of people that were gonna make profile and i wasn't on the list and i'm like none of you should be on that list you're all terrible you all you all are the worst at the one thing you're supposed to be good at which is this and some of you are just like outright lunatics and obviously so it's, it's got like this Agatha Christie kind of thing going on where it's like we're going to assemble this the, a bunch of these characters right. and like watch them watch them scrabble around and pick each other up well, it, it it's also, also like Criminal Minds I don't know if you've ever watched the show Criminal Minds no. I have seen very many episodes of Criminal Minds because Molly loves it and uh those guys are all fucking weird, and they all like they're all always right all the time, and it's like they're very it's like a cult. It's very scary and creepy, and uh, and this is like the version. This is this to me is like another show. This should be instead of Mindhunters the movie, this should be Mindhunters the show. Where oh, please. all every week, all these assholes go together to solve some scary crime. Get Benny Harlan. I don't think he's busy the, right and now. The, the kills in this are like pre-Hannibal kills. Oh They're pretty God. fun. They're like real elaborate and, str- and stupid and strange and gory. The kills are like the selling point. This, yeah. If I'm pitching this movie to to a friend to get him to watch it, I'm going to talk about how Christian Slater dies, which we're certainly going to talk about. Oh, and be- before we get into it, I would like to point out, if you haven't seen this movie before, uh, maybe maybe don't listen to this because there's some like really fun reveals. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not it's not urgent. <laughs> I don't mean there's any, any twist or the twist matter or anything, but there's just a couple things that happened. Well, one in particular where you just like if you don't know about it, it's pretty delightful. Yeah. Because I've shown it to friends before without telling them about it. When it happens, it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems pretty. They're pretty stoked about it. Yeah, well, I mean, some stuff is like, it's clear we're supposed to be following character X, and it turns out no, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. But we're still going to spoil it, so too bad. It's also like, it's also like, uh, well, your point at the egg of the Christie thing, which is like, usually in those, though, the cast of characters is like wildly varying, Mm -hmm. and there's like entertaining ones. Right, right, right. I just, I I can't be bothered to be, to be interested in any of these characters. No, not at all. I'm just waiting for them to die. The only character I at all enjoy watching is LL Cool J and Val Kilmer but he's only he's billed under his it. real name in this too he's not billed as LL oh, Cool okay. J he's he's billed as Todd he's billed as it's like James Todd, whatever, Todd James whatever I don't remember his aka LL Cool J yeah. that's what he's it's billed just, at, as it, at the end he's he's I like him but it's only because everybody else in the movie oh, is like also, charisma is charisma free yeah. like so and even like even down to like Christian Slater who I do like in things but it, this is definitely Christian Slater in, in the category of I don't like him but Christian this. Christian Slater gets bumped off early and right which is the game and in a spectacular fashion which is it's the a, it's the best scene in the movie but we also, also see before, his butt before we move on I uh, also want to add <laughs> Deep Blue Sea to the list of great. Oh, Deep 
Blue Sea. I always oh, yeah, like that a little bit like less. Deep Blue also I, featuring I like Deep LL Blue Cool J I like Deep Blue better and his than great this. song. I think Deep Blue Sea is more ridiculous than this, but also, like, I remember actually, like, I when I saw it, I liked some of the characters. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I, in this one, I literally am just like, wonder when's this guy gonna die? I wonder any of these pe- any of these people could get killed at any, any minute, minute, and I would be more. I'd just be excited to see how they die. Deep Blue Sea like also won film. the Academy Award for best use of Stellan Skarsgård <laughs> as an underwater projectile. <laughs> I like Deep Blue Sea, but I like this better. Oh boy, yeah, I like I, this, them about. This one is just. So, I like Deep Blue Sea more than this. I think this one is just so perfect, perfectly stupid. There's so there's so much so much stupid about it. And and it's just kind of glorious. Yeah. Just the whole concept in general, where there there are a bunch of profilers, and just the idea that profilers work this way, or and there's well, this, they there's they that go to the they go to the Indiana the training, Jones the, uh, training it, village. It's, it's impossible to, <laughs> it's impossible. Like if you if, <coughs> if you can if you watch this movie and you don't, from the very beginning, take a big old fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, grain of salt or whatever or like uh you know just like suspension of disbelief if you don't suspend your disbelief then you're just gonna be like what the fuck because you have have to just just go like yes these guys are fbi profilers because if you just if you if you don't if you i'll go like well they're not very good at their then you're just gonna be like well this isn't gonna work because yeah because they because they suck at it they suck so bad but but it's a world but it's a stupid world it it opens with the the start i don't know the wrath of khan opening right kobayashi maru like this is real this is a real thing that's happening and it's christian slater and the lead character whose character's name is sarah i don't know the actor's name yeah uh and they're going into a house of a of a noted serial killer and there's like dead animals hanging and stuff and then they get into and then they go into like a uh, uh, like a surgery room where the yeah. bad guy does all this fucked up shit and people are popping up and shooting guns and the rounds of the guns are actually shattering the tiles and like all this stuff where you're like this is really happening and then like people are shot and they're dead and then the lights come on and they're like haha this was a training exercise and you're like what? And it is telling that it's a training exercise at the very beginning that they utterly fail so Absolutely. it's setting up the characters yeah. as failures in the first scene and yes. then they are also, they're bad at their job, even when they're just profiling people in a bar as a joke. It took you, nine, it took never, you nine minutes to get in there, and if you'd, if you'd done it in seven and a half, then those people would still be alive right now. And you're like, what kind of job is this? These what are you talking about? Right? These people are never good at their jobs. No. Even when they're joking around in a bar, they're, yeah, never, guy, they're, never, they're never good at it. So it's just one of those things where you go like, <laughs> at the very least, you could have a scene where you're like, well, we see why these characters are, are this. And so with, later on, when they're trying to figure shit out, you'd be like, but it's like, it'd be like if you put the three of us in that situation, it's, we, we, would know, we would be just as good or bad at solving this fucking mystery as they are. Oh, and I, they're supposed to, but they're supposed to be like you know, top of the class FBI agents or whatever. Yeah, they're all professionals, as they say. Yeah. Anyway. I also did want to point out that, true to the uh, Star Trek II comparison, it is the Kobayashi Maru yeah. because Val Kilmer goes, "There was actually no way of uh, winning that. <laughs> it was a test to see like how well you handled yeah, loss." None of them, or none of them were smart enough to cheat like Kirk. Well, because the, uh, the the I don't like to lose. The girls were already murdered in the scenario. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So we're already off on dump. And uh, uh, one, one of the best lines in the whole movie that I'd. Uh, uh, totally, uh, you know, not noticed in prior watchings where it just kind of sums up how stupid the whole thing is. Um, uh, because the, the, you get this training sequence first that seems pretty elaborate, and then they take him to a whole island where the whole thing is rigged up with crazy shit. And they, apparently in the training sequence, they're killing animals and all this other stuff that's put into it. There's ultra-realistic dummies used... And at one point, uh, when they're on the island, I think LL Cool J goes like, "Your government dollars at work," or if the if the taxpayers yeah, only the knew, taxpayers what only we're knew. Doing. and you're like, "You're right. This is seems like a terrible waste of money." Because I, I guess it also takes place in a world where there's just 
tons of serial killers constantly yes. at it all the time. Yeah. Well, and we need the, tons of profilers. That's the world that like all these like criminal minds shows and shit take place in yeah. too, which is right. just you know or like CSI. At any or given moment, like, there are ten thousand serial oh killers in each state. Dude. I mean, there's so many murder. There's so many fucking murder shows. Like you, I'm, there's so Insane. many like British like mystery shows. Yeah, I'm like you, you're like there's not that many people in England that there's have been that mur- many that have people been murdered in, in Midsummer County to have been exactly. murdered so yeah. many times that's on Midsummer murders. Exactly. But in the whole country, there's not as enough people to yeah. have been to have been murdered well, the, the on lead, as many mystery shows as there are. The lead girl in this, Catherine Morris, is from a famous CBS show called Cold Case. I think it's CBS. This is a, a, a murder show called Cold Case. Okay. Um, and so that's where you know her from. That's like primarily where she's from. I don't know. I, I know her from... This th- has a weird cast. I know her from this. It's got Johnny Lee Miller from Hackers and Train Spotting. Doing a yeah. southern accent. It's got the the chick from the Mummy movies, Patricia Velasquez, Anaxuna Moon from the Mummy, mm-hmm. the Mummy's girlfriend. Oh, yeah, no. uh, it's got Clifton Collins Jr., who's in just a ton of shit. Everybody knows Clifton Collins Jr., Clifton right? Collins Jr., who was in uh, Star Trek. He's in Star Trek. He's a Romulan in Star Trek. But he's in, like, tons and tons. Of, we've He's definitely been in he's stuff in we've covered Stone before. He's in Stone Age. Yeah. And uh, Val Kilmer is the, the head that. profiler. Uh, Christian Slater is, like, he's the lover of Catherine Morris's character and That's also right. a profiler himself. As is pointed out, when they get profiled by LL Cool J, yeah. everybody's constantly and profiling And LL Cool J is not in the beginning of this movie. He shows up later. Yeah, he shows up when card. they get to the island. Yeah, but then there's and then there's also the two other guys who I couldn't tell apart during the watching of this movie. The other guys, the wheelchair guy. There's that's the, Clifton Collins. That's Clifton Collins. Okay, he's in like he's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's one. No, of, I know, I know. I reckon, I just, I just, I don't think he, none, of, none, none of the act, none of the, every, anybody in this movie was interesting enough for right. me to like. I think just thought to, it was like, like to think about these early, these early two thousands, like you know, Rennie Harlan's Diet Tony Scott cast that he pulled together. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like who who the fuck are these people? <laughs> and like the last two guys are, yeah. are Will Kemp, who I've never fucking heard of. Sure. And then the guy Ian Bailey, he was he's probably most famous for being on Once Upon a Time for a while. <laughs> but yeah, a show that nobody sure. watched. But we know him as Ricky, the waiter from Fight Club. Oh right, okay. God oh, damn. I do. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Okay, that's where. Oh I yeah, yeah. From. Okay, I got it. He's the guy that Ed Sheesh. Norton brings into Fight Club. Right. Oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Right. I was watching this movie, going like, "Where the fuck do I know this kid from?" Wow. Well, there you go. It's a real. It's not necessarily a Moneyball cast. It's uh, more like uh, just a shitty cast. But Catherine Morris from Cold Case was in Moneyball, but her scenes were cut. Yeah. Wow. But we have reunited <laughs> LL Cool J with Rennie Harlan, and they and he's his muse. Well, he was his good. muse for two movies. That's yeah. good. Yeah. And and LL Cool J seems to be the only one who kind of gets it. He kind of gets what yeah, kind of movie he's in. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, he yeah. seems to be on the right wavelength. I but mean, anyways, I think all the actors got paid or whatever. So Val, Val Kilmer's like, assume so. Val Kilmer's <laughs> in charge of all the profilers, and he's constantly he's the training David Caruso them. of the unit. Yep, he's the David Caruso. His name is Harris, and uh, he's only uh, technically in the movie for probably like six minutes. He shows up. At, time he shows total. up at the end uh, <laughs> in a cool video. Oh boy, the way he turns up at the end is quite <laughs> wonderful. Pretty fun. Uh, but at the beginning, he's like, the, "I'm the crazy, t- you know, teacher." He's the, mean, and the, the mean teacher. Play by my own the rules. The higher ups, they don't, they don't like the. They say, they say that I'm a wild card, and I play by my own rules. But I get the job done. If we're gonna stop these millions of serial killers that are constantly going at it all the time, and they're everywhere. We need to have tons of profilers. The job being to, the job being to train profilers. Yeah. So we're gonna take you to a uh, prank island. <laughs> That's what it's called, prank island. Prank island. It looks like the. It looks like the. 
the, the test village from Crystal Skull. Yeah. Except <laughs> it's already been blown up like four times. Yeah, there's like dummies all over the, with bullet holes some, in them. It, it's uh, like a cross between the it's a cross between the Crystal Skull village and like any any given background set in Last of Us Two, where it's just like overgrown with shit and detritus. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. We train serial killers in the future war set from Terminator Two. <laughs> Basically. And all of the silly serial killer <laughs> scenarios are based on silly movies, Yeah, apparently. <laughs> is any part of this not silly? No, this is what your job is. It's stopping silly killers. Yeah, and there's it's... broken clocks everywhere. <laughs> well, they're not broken, I guess. And, and at one point, they're walking they're walking <laughs> through it, and he's like, I'm going to leave and uh, monitor you guys elsewhere, and then we'll start, then we'll, tomorrow we'll start the thing. Nobody but gets serially killed while I'm gone. But he's got, yeah, but he's got a remote control, and when he pushes the button, and one of the dummies, like, pops up. And is like, what? You got all of them rigged up to? Okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Whichever one he's close sure. to. And they're making complicated remote control. Yeah, he's making jokes about like, oh, make sure you don't, you know, because there's like a one of the like little girl dummies that has bullet holes in it. It's yeah. like, make sure you don't. You missed a baby. You missed a blind man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they go to their little headquarters, kind of like a big building in the center of it, and. Uh, Oh, oh the, so the first death is actually the best in the entire movie. Yes. First death is by far the best. Although they the, the 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 when Kilmer shows up again later. Yeah. Spoiler, it's awesome. Yeah. That's about the that's those the, are the those are the two best parts. Yeah, for sure. Uh but so like I think that <laughs> night when they when they think they're just supposed to be having a nice sleep, someone like leaves mm-hmm. uh, wa- a broken watch that has a time on it and they're like, "What does that mean?" Anyways, the next day they're like walking around in the village looking for clues. <laughs> I don't know what their fucking mission yeah, is. Yeah, we don't know what their mission the actually important is. Thing, they, the they important have a, thing they have a they have a dossier where they're supposed to be following this. It's like a it's like a dinner theater mystery murder yeah. thing. It's like Yeah, they're they're all they all already hate each other and they, they have a scene where they're like there's this movie is constant like uh, Mexican standoffs. Yeah. And then constantly like people profiling each other and like discovering each other's Ooh, weaknesses and b- stuff like that. But before this scene, there's a scene where Christian Slater and the one lady fuck in the shower. Yeah, right. And before that, Kristen Slater's butt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that ain't that ain't no body double Christian too. It's Mr. All, Robot. It's, it's all in one shot. I can't believe you snuck up on me in the shower. <laughs> I can't believe mm. we saw my butt in this movie. <laughs> it's now, almost it's almost like Christian Slater was like, you. "Can we get my butt in this movie? I'm in real good shape. I don't think I'm gonna be able to hold this shape get, for long. Get hazard pay for that. Just get just one one scene going into where golden you can time. See my sweet cans. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so he's in a really and, and I and I, I do believe that because Christian Slater is the most famous, other than maybe LL Cool J of these people, and yeah. he's presented as the leader, yeah. that it's supposed to be almost like a psycho sort of thing that yeah, he dies right. first, because they're like Christian Slater, the famous guy, will be our lead in this movie. But oh then, no! But then you're also like, yeah, it's not good enough. Where you're like, where you're like, well, it's Christian Slater. He's not like, not like, he's like fucking George Clooney or something. Yeah, it's not like, is it? You know what I mean? He's a he's a B lister. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're like. It's like, oh, Christian Slater's in a movie. Good for him. And then you're like, oh, he okay, and he gets killed first. Yeah. Okay. He gets he killed in a great way, though. The, oh, no, no, time. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. All right, so so they go whatever, one way or another, clues lead them to this, like, diner or something <laughs> place with a bunch of dummies in it. There's a dummy a strung up. bric-a-brac set There's up. a bunch of dummies and there's a bunch of mannequins because there's these seven profilers come in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, here Christian we go. Christian Slater's there. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh... Mm-hmm. 
And so they had, and they see like there's one. There's a dummy where she's like hung up, corpse. weird, strung up in this weird way that's like supposed to be a clue. And then because of the, the like killer, a, it's like a marionette, you know. Yeah, like, the killer's they, name is called the puppeteer, and, and then and they, that's what he, that's uh, what he does. And then they pull, and then that thing happens, and then there's like a song that keeps that starts playing. That's like this kid's song on the record or something. And then it leads to this weird, this weird Rube Goldberg trap that like knocks over some like uh, some liquid some nitrogen, liquid nitrogen, which they've set up before in the movie. They're like, "What's that?" And it's like, "That's liquid nitrogen. It's all over the place here because this used to be run by the Navy." And you're like, "Okay, well that explains that, I guess." Yep. Anyway, this liquid nitrogen thing gets knocked over <laughs> and fucking pops open and just hoses Christian Slater down, and he's like, "Ah!" They're like, yep. "Help him!" And they're like, "Don't go don't over go, there. Don't It'll, go near it. You'll freeze too. You'll freeze too." And he's like, "I'm freezing. It's so cold." <laughs> Ouch! My legs. My Legs. They're freezing. This is way my worse. Buns. Don't my, tip over. My buns Don't are tip freezing. Over. And then he tips over and, no, bra- his, and breaks his, into pieces. His legs break because yeah. they're froze. They're froze so hard. And then when he falls over, he just shatters. Yeah. He breaks in half. It's so good. Christian and Slater. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> That's the first death in this movie. Is Christian Slater shattering? T2 style because of liquid nitrogen. Hasta la vista, Slater. And they do explain why, that because the Navy does like yeah, some yeah. sort of thing That's what I'm involving they, liquid nitrogen. They explain yeah. it, but it's like also like, okay. Why why bother? With this movie, you have to bother explaining that's, why there's liquid nitrogen. That's the thing. Get the is, fuck out of that's here. That's the kind of thing in this movie where you're sort of like, why would, why like, we, we're, you're still left going like, well, okay, but why was it there? Yeah, or, yeah. You know, like, what, like, and, and also like, this killer, <laughs> this killer's plan had... Had, the, to have, the, had to have Christian Slater the, or one of them standing well, the in that exact spot. The nitrogen is also, it's li- it's not labeled nitrogen, it's labeled helium. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. they, it's a trick. Yeah. Sure. You know. But also just the fact that he's standing in, in its direct path yeah. is like a pretty, you know, that's a, that killer has to be like, well, I hope that someone stands right where it's going to fall. Because <laughs> if they're just like a few feet to either side, it's like, ooh, almost got me with that, right. but not quite. But We've, no, Christian Slater gets shattered. I can't stress enough that Christian Slater breaks into several pieces. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. You, we forgot we forgot the part the night before where they're all hanging out and like they, they're, you know, so you said they're profiling each other and mm-hmm. like. The girl and LL Cool J kind of like they 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 bond a little bit because they both have like family tragedy, and right. Catherine Morris's character is like afraid of drowning because her her sister drowned when she was a little kid. Yeah, that's important because because it turns out that the killer is targeting them based on sort of their weaknesses. Yeah, her weakness is she's afraid of water. Right. Christian Slater's Don't, weakness is liquid nitrogen. Is liquid nitrogen. <laughs> <laughs> Terrified he was, af- of he was afraid nitrogen. of being cold. <laughs> I love. I, I love like to also, stay warm. I love how also they like. Give me more blankets. He dies from <laughs> he dies from liquid nitrogen shattering, and they're like, I don't think that was an accident, and I also don't think this was part of the training simulation. It's like you don't, do you? Really? Well, way to go, you I like fucking geniuses. It's it's very fun. That it's almost it's very kind of important that he dies in this way, where like there's like. So there can be no confusion that he's dead and he's coming oh, yeah. back, and yeah. it's part of yeah. the because he breaks into. It's not pieces. like Christian Slater disappears and it's like maybe he's going to be the killer, no, or he, he or he gets like shot and you could be like, oh, but it was fake blood, or, or he whatever. Like, like falls into. Yeah, no, it, you can't fake this. Right? <laughs> no, he is dead. It's definitely dead. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so she, it's it's sorry, it's not it's not LL Cool J that she bonds with. It's Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah, no. Johnny Lee oh, Miller yeah, Johnny is, Miller, yeah, is yeah. the one, and that's and that's important. And, and then like, come back later. But they're they're like, okay, this is not how it's supposed to go. So let's go back on the boat. And then he tr- and then Johnny Lee Miller trip wires this thing, and the boat blows up. Yeah. So they're they're stu- it's haha, you're stuck here. She falls in the water. And she like, falls Get in the water. Out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. weak. That's her weakness. Her one weakness. <laughs> and they realize that they've uh, they've found all these clocks everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. 
They, the killer keeps leaving clocks with the exact time that someone's going to die right. later on. So there's like you get that that ticking clock. Someone's gonna die now. Oh shit! And then it always happens in the place where you least expect right. it, right. which is very like movie serial killer thing to do which is go like can you figure out my plot which is like a real serial killer just murders a just bunch murders of people, people yeah. and then like they catch him I love, later I maybe. love this about all serial killer narratives it's all like I have an elaborate plan that will lead you straight to me if only you're paying attention it's like don't you just want to keep killing I mean wouldn't yeah. you rather just blah it's, uh, yeah, they're all they're all just like super villains I, mean, I guess the narcissism is part of the pathology but still yeah, yeah. a couple guys did that but anyway they just yeah, but, like, not, but most of the most of the people BTK just did that and most of the people just everybody. like murdered people and yeah. then like Got caught because they got pulled over or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they're like, "Whoops, yeah, oops, I fuck." Like, they they fucked up and got like a routine highway stop. <laughs> but this is the part where you get LL Cool J's second best line in the movie when they're all kind of just talking about the situation. Well, that they're, they're like, in. "It's got to be one of us because there's nobody else in the island that we can find." Yeah, and he says, "Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, who's the next motherfucker to go?" Nice. You're like, they're like, "You're not helping." And then after LL, the, you are not helping. After the boat blows up, ladies they, do they, not love cool games. <laughs> I love you right now. Blows up, they go get a bunch of guns. Yes, they didn't have guns except for the wheelchair guy, who's like Clifton I Collins never, loves guns. I never leave without my gun. That's his weakness. Is that he loves guns so much? Up, it, it's is his weakness. It's his weakness. Yep. Uh, so what? Then what happens? So they gather. They, oh, they gather all, up they, their yeah, guns. The this is all just basically them circling the wagons and trying to figure out mysteries while they get while they get picked off one after another. It's like yeah. and so it's just yeah. a series of set pieces. So they well they go they to get knocked out. They get knocked out because somebody drugged the coffee. And then that guy's head falls. They off. wake up and, and yeah, <laughs> they drain <laughs> they drained his they and he's drained of all of his blood. Too. That's the first thing somebody says like because everybody's waking up after the thing and the guy has his head down on the on the table and everybody's coming to and they're like ooh yeah, we sure we're drugged and then someone like picks the guy up and his head, and his stay head on the stays table. on long yeah. enough till it goes backwards and then it pull, falls off backwards. Yeah, that's great. And it's and this is like a guy's head has fallen off and someone like seconds later goes he's been drained of all his blood <laughs> like wow you're you're on the and ball then, and then they're all just pointing guns at each other like you did it yeah it's like, one of the first of a dozen mexican standoffs that happened and then but the, they but think the, the they killer, think ll cool j did it yeah because they don't know him and he's, they don't know him the but then but then like, like you really doesn't he save detective? doesn't he save clifton collins from getting electrocuted well, no, so, yeah, yeah they so, lock him up so they lock him up before that they, they find him. out that the, someone took used the blood that they drained from that guy to paint a bunch of numbers on a wall and it turns out the numbers are the speed of light <laughs> and then he also painted a bunch of letters on their coats, their, yeah. their clothes. With, fl- with well, fluorescent paint. Yeah, so we have glow in the dark paint. Glow in the dark paint. Yeah, paint so you can with black, black light, light paint, yeah. This is the kind of movie. It's just like this shit over and yeah. over and over again. Uh, and then, so, so uh, the the one of the other best scenes is coming up when Ella Cool J is locked in this room. That, yeah, this and is Clifton a Collins like wheels out of there. He's like, I'm leaving you behind. And then like the lights all break. And then the water starts pouring out, and he's gonna get electrocuted. So he has to like get out of his wheelchair and like grab grab some some of the ceiling. But he can only hang on there for so long. He's hanging onto a pipe in the ceiling. The fluorescent lights are dangling. Electric sparky fluorescent lights are dangling into the water filled hallway. fucking handcuffed to this bed and he's like I gotta give me your gun I get, so I can get out of here and he gives him the gun and then he points the gun at him and then he points it at the and this is while he's movie. hanging he is hanging from the pipe at this point yeah. this, this movie has so many scenes where people are like am I the bad guy who's gonna shoot you no, no. but I am but gonna I point it at be. you for a little bit and then I'm gonna point it at you again yeah. so Ella Cool J does the, the this, I don't know if this is the best part of the movie because the like Christian Slater breaks all the like kills and stuff are fun but this is the part where, where Ella Cool J Shoots he shoots a bunch of bullet holes in the wall, so because he can't get on the floor right, right. and so he so when he and then floor he goes, is lava and then he he ends he climbs over to the wall and then he like 
punches where he shot the bullet holes so that he can make hand and footholds to climb along the wall. He's so he free soloing. Free soloing. Because straight. he apparently knows where the breaker circuit breaker right. is somehow. He, I guess he just, he's like, I, I assume it's in, I assume the circuit breaker for this is in the, the, the room over there. I don't know why he would know that. I guess maybe he, maybe he clocked it on the way to getting locked up or something. Yeah, you just have to, you have to take a lot of it, uh, a lot of this movie at face value. Like, yeah. like, like, they just know where stuff is. Okay. Sure. Uh, and he climbs, he punches his way. I can't, it's so great. He like climb, he like rock climbs around the wall <laughs> through bullet with the bullet holes. He punches the he punches, he punches the holes into the wall. <laughs> it's so, it's, it's, you know, it's dumb, but it's fun. I don't know. I liked it when he was like climbing like Spider-Man all over this. All over no, the place. no, I like it. Good. I just think it's dumb. It I think is it's, dumb. It's yeah. not, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to argue that I didn't enjoy it. I, I will say that I thought it was silly. Uh, and I think that if. I don't know. It would be I it'd be hard to argue that it's not. <laughs> I, that it's not that it's not ridiculous that like you're like what is he doing? And then doesn't the other doesn't the other dude uh who I couldn't tell apart from headless man get killed right away now? Uh he gets yeah, so they so he stops the um he, he stops, stops Clifton he, Collins from getting electrocuted. So he doesn't get electrocuted, and then they come in, and they're like, they're, he's like, no, he saved me, so he's good. And then the other guy's like, oh, man, it looks like there's a bunch of, like, timers and traps and stuff. Uh, man, someone who could set this stuff up is a real mechanical whiz, and then I guess that guy was the mechanical whiz or something. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, then he's he's talking about, it, and then he's like, oh, thanks for thanks for doubting me, guys, because they're all looking at him like, oh, maybe you did this then, and then and then he immediately gets killed by like some harpoons or arrows or something that yeah. are, that are triggered. I don't, from. I don't remember this part. He gets he like does a thing, and he's like, thanks a lot, guys, and he like t- turns a thing, and a bunch of arrows shoot him, and he dies. And his weakness was arrows. <laughs> his weakness, yeah, was right. <laughs> We found out about that later mm-hmm. on. That was his hubris. Is yeah, that he, 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 earlier in the movie, he's like, you know, I could be killed by anything, well, uh, aren't but they not arrows. Be, aren't they supposed to be based on, like, some of it's, like, what you're afraid of, others is, like, your talent, yeah, you know, stuff like that. Well, it's like he's, like, mechanical, right, you know, mechanical yeah. thing, and he's, like, you know, th- so he, like, thinks he's so smart to twist this thing. He's like, I'm going to fix this thing, and then he gets shot with arrows or something. The, it, that's, and, a, that's, and not they, a, that's, like, a pretty lame death, but it's, like, whatever. And, but, but the way that they, they they basically kind of, like, don't show you how this arrow thing is rigged up. They, like, maybe they tried, and they just, just couldn't see figure the arrows out. Shoot. So just like somehow arrows <laughs> somehow fixing this pipe makes arrows shoot out of somewhere they're from a place yeah. who knows it's very it's very lazy and silly yeah which is why i like this movie yeah uh i like the silliness for sure absolutely <laughs> my favorite kill is the next one actually because okay. uh, i mean there's two the cigarettes the cigarettes yeah <laughs> When Patricia Velasquez, I, I wish, a, I wish this was. I wish it was gorier. That's I'm my only you. complaint. I'm totally with I, you. I like wish. I like. I want. That's that's my 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 oh, main the cigarette complaint death specifically. My main complaint with this movie is that like, it is, pull. It still is pulling back into, we're a real movie territory. Sometimes when I wish it was like when she's smoking the cigarette, her face just melts into a right. skeleton or it something. Seems you like know, it's, I, like, it seems I want, like, like it's going there too. Yeah, yeah. And then you, she like falls in the water because it's already funny. It's already silly. So like, come on, That's, let's that, go. That, because I mean, like the first kill is Christian Slater shattering into a bunch of pieces. So like, guys, right. do that every time. Like if this was you want the you want like the <laughs> spike in the in the fountain at the end of Gremlins version of this kill where it's like exactly and he's like the shaking rattling skeleton with goo all over him. You know? Right, or the bad guy falling on a whole sculpture of scissors at the end right, of that. Right, you know, with, the yeah. domino, with, the, with Nedry holding a Domino's pizza or whatever. Like, <laughs> holy shit! Wow, I love. Uh, so the, the one girl, her her weakness is that she's been trying to quit smoking. <laughs> and so she goes. She's mad because they start picking at each other again, and they think maybe Sarah, the the blonde lady, is is the Nobody killer. Nobody 
trust each other. Nobody trusts each other, and they're going. It's like could be anyone. Classic, uh, classic Could it though? Uh, horror movie sort of thriller line where like the characters are like, we sh- now we should stick together to keep an eye on each other. <laughs> yeah. And so Patricia Velasquez, she's like, does I, she's not like, heed I, that advice. She's like, I, she's she doesn't. Like, she actually says like, she's like, I if I'm, they're like, but you're more in danger by yourself. She's like, I, if I'm by myself, I know I can trust everyone around me. Yeah, and I can she, definitely trust this pack of cigarettes that I found. Yep. And so she goes outside and to smoke f- a cigarette. And she finds. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's what I'm saying. These people are terrible at their jobs. No, they're they're ter- like, they don't they, even think about they, where they, that she, came she from. She doesn't even go like, I found this. Pa-. She just goes like, I fucking found a pack of cigarettes. Well, this couldn't possibly be. I found a random pack of cigarette, uh, cigarettes on Murder <laughs> on Prank <laughs> Island. <laughs> yeah. When we're all being killed by weird booby traps. <laughs> it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. I well, like this scene. I liked it because, you know, she smokes the cigarette and it's got acid in it and it melts her face explain, off. Yeah, explain to me how this works. But it do- that's why I liked it so much because I'm, I'm watching this. I'm like, so, like, does the act of smoking the cigarette produce more and more acid? Or was it? Yeah, it keeps getting, was it it just keeps getting worse. Was it like the smoke? Something in the actual smoke. I mean, because it gets in her lungs and her lungs start bleeding. Yeah, right? she's bleeding like, from the inside out. It's like dripping from her face onto her shoe and, and like, like it's her like shoe. Shirt is it's like, like melting pieces of her head off and, and then stuff. The, and then the cigarette itself, still smoking, is like melting into the floor. Yeah, like, yeah. like the alien acid blood you're effect. Like, so was it acidy before you lit it? Did it have or? acid on it? Was it made of acid? It's completely it like, insane. Yeah. So and of course they didn't think they didn't think that about it that much. They were just like in the script it says cigarette has cigarette acid. Cigarette has acid. Cigarette acid. Meltzer. And I'm all for that. Oh, I, I love that. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. But by, I'm with that's Kevin what I mean too. by good bad because that yeah. that is so stupid and outlandish. And they also must have this must have come up like how it's nonsense when they were making it, and they didn't. We fucking don't care. care. No, that's the move we're making. <laughs> we're gonna do <laughs> you it. Buy the premise, you buy the bit. <laughs> the cigarette melts the lady. I'm with Kev though. I wish this had gone like more like Screaming Skull. Like ah, yeah. yeah it really seems like it's gonna happen because you've seen Christian Slater break into several pieces. Yeah, that guy's yeah. head fall off, and you're like, oh boy, here we go. And then it, she just sort of melts a little bit, and, and then, then falls dies. into the water. Maybe, maybe yeah. it was just like they didn't have enough. To, but it sort of feels like you you feel like the effects guys would be yeah, totally yeah. maybe game, they didn't have the money or would something. Be totally game to go crazy it been, with that. It would have been cool if she like fell in the water and like you could have LL Cool J or Cliff, any one of the characters go like the water makes the ass worse and then it starts all bubbling and then like her and then she comes out of the water and it's all skull this, bones this and gremlins shit. coming out of her now yeah, yeah. it would have been awesome but yeah this movie thinks it's a real movie sometimes too and so it has to be like but like a little bit of you know yeah. sort of like I don't know. I, anyway I, I yeah well, of course, they, they there's been a blood test. They found blood, like the blood of a the, the killer, under someone's fingernails, and they're gonna test the blood. Yeah. And then when they find out who, who the the blood is, that's when we'll know who the real killer is. And of mm. course, uh, yeah, sure, because on Murder Prank Island, you can trust that, uh, where everything's <laughs> been rigged and cigarettes yeah. are full of acid and stuff. So they pull the blood out, and it turns, and it's Sarah. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Now yeah. everybody's pointing their gun at her, and LL Cool J is like, "What is the trap? Where was the trap? What is the trap? Where was the trap?" And she's like, I don't know. What is the trap? Where's the trap? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Stop saying that. And this is and, and never and, do that again. I, I really, I really hated when he kept saying, "Where's the trap? What is the trap? Where's the trap?" I, I just, it was really annoying to me for some it's reason. Very ill. It's, it just sucked. I was like, ladies love uh, cool traps. Uh, he kept, cool he kept, traps. he kept saying it. And this I was trap like, is like a shark's stop, fin. Stop fucking saying that. <laughs> I was as mad at I was as mad at him as she was in the movie. There's also this line where Cl- Clifton Collins is is dressing her, and she's like, "Oh, we could all 
well, we could all be the the killer. I mean, let's face it, it's not me or whatever. And he's like, Cl- Clifton Collins is like, oh yeah, no kid sister of mine ever got drowned and raped, drowned and raped over, over and over, over and over again. <laughs> what? That's wow. what this movie's like. Mean. Uh, and also, also that's everybody's that's, an asshole. When that they have speaks to be. again to him not being a good profiler. Where you're like. I, you know that's not how how that you know yep. you know that's They're not all the so stupid. you know the people are are drowned and raped over and over again in that I don't think I think you can get drowned once. The, the formula, and you're dead. The formula of what's happening is they're clearly being tricked, and not, nothing is what it seems, but they always fall for everything that's the first thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. every fucking time. Because they're fucking because they're dumb. all stupid. <laughs> what is the trap? Where is the trap? What uh, if we just stay here and don't do anything? No, <laughs> that would work. No, it wouldn't. There's also a part in this, uh, bef- before we forget about the lady who died a- of a cigarette, that there's a very strange scene that I have no explanation for. Or I think LL Cool J or one, or maybe Sarah is talking to her, and she's going, you know, if you go out, you, then you you don't get to come back in. And she's talking, and she's talking, to, what is it, Vel- Velazquez? Patricia Velazquez, Velazquez. Yeah. Uh, Sarah goes, you go out, and Patricia Velazquez goes, bang! <laughs> and then she goes, a gun pointed at her. And then she goes, uh, you go out. You don't come back in. <laughs> like we're just gonna go ahead and forget about that part where you screamed "bang" at me. <laughs> it's fucking weird. <laughs> this movie's full of just weird, dumb character, like dumb yeah. color. Like bye that. bye the mummy's girlfriend. But anyway, so kind of this is like close to the end game where Sarah, like they think Sarah is the killer, and then somehow. Well, the 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 PA starts broadcasting the message from Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, yeah. He's like, they, I am not on the, I'm not dead on the island. I'm. Are I'm, you having fun yet? Yeah, I'm having like, fun. It's is him. this real enough for you? It's him, and then it was they're like, it's him all along, and they yeah. figure out where it's coming from, and then this is a great, this is fucking amazing. And he's all like in pieces and like well, hanging from the They find the him ceiling. in, a, they find him in a trap door. Yeah, where and then and, and then clearly him and like some other cops were supposed to be like monitoring all the action. Yeah, but it didn't go the way that they were planning. Clearly, and they've all been killed. And Al Pacino, uh, Al, Al Pacino. Val Kilmer has been strung up, strung up like a marionette. And, and, uh, and the videos of him talking to the actual killer. Yeah. It's amazing. It's one of those amazing movie things where they, the way it times out is that they find this place right at the right moment of the video yeah. for the video to reveal that, oh, it wasn't him. It was him being talking to the killer and getting killed. Whereas you're like, man, that killer really, he really playing this down to the wire. He's, well, I mean, he's the watchman. It, it does turn out that it's all about the time. So, That's yeah. That's true. That's the killer's weakness <laughs> yeah, is yeah. time. It, it's just, although, a, it's just although a shot of him. You, when you find out how it works later, it's like it shouldn't have played out properly, but no. still. Uh, but, but Val Kilmer's like strung up like a marionette and he's been chopped apart and stuff. Absolute yeah. Hannibal crime scene. It's there's really like, there's like hooks digging into his face and stuff yeah. like that. And, of course, we find out the reason that they did this is that, like, a mechanical thing has been rigged up to him that makes him start, like, dancing around like a marionette. Yep. It plays that song from uh, earlier when Christian Slater died. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how does that song go? Something like, Puppet Playtime. <laughs> it's basically it, yeah. He's, dance- he's dancing around. Welcome to Puppet Playtime. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and he's dancing around, and I, I love the fact that uh, it's it's such a dummy of Val Kilmer. Like, oh, yeah. the, like there might like there might have been a part where, where Rennie Harlan was like, Val, can I get you maybe up there for just a little bit? We don't uh, have you know. And he was no, like, I'm no. not going up there, not, going up no. there. not even for one shot, not even for a cutaway shot. <laughs> and then, so it's just a dummy. Yeah, a pretty unconvincing <laughs> dummy. I actually became uh, Jim Morrison for Oliver Stone, but I'm not going up there for you, Rennie. I'll take your money. <laughs> you think you're some kind of puppeteer? You got your hand up my ass. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a puppet on a string for you, Harlan. This ain't, uh, I'm Val Kilmer. I'm Val fucking Kilmer. I do Shakespeare. I was Shakespeare. Batman. 
This, this is at, my real job, okay? This came I out do the Shakespeare. Same, uh, I was in top secret. This came out the same year as Spartan. Yeah, wow. it's true, it did. Yeah. Running the gamut. But it didn't come out in America for a while. Oh, it did? Oh, so so was it was it shelved before? Because it so came it was out a in Weinstein movie. So. It was shelved. The first time I saw this was on a Russian Code mm. 5 DVD that we got at Scarecrow, okay. and I was like, oh shit, this Rennie Harlan movie I heard about is finally out in Russia? So I took Weird. it home and watched it immediately. <laughs> like they so often did, the Weinsteins buried the, the, Weinstein the movie thing? that they- Yep. Then they buried the movie that they produced because they were really good at their job. This is one of those movies that, like, I watched it immediately. I took it home, like, as soon as I found it from yeah. the store. Like, you know, get off at 1130 on a Tuesday night. And I'm like, I guess I'm staying up until 2 watching Mindhunters. Oh, man. I love this movie. Hmm. Probably buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, and, so, okay, so at, th- so at this point, then uh, they start this going is when after it starts each to get even again. stupider. There, there's a, this, well, there's, there's another booby trap here, right? Wasn't there another booby trap here? Uh, After Val, there's a probably. part where they start shooting at each other, and then Johnny Lee Miller gets killed. He gets shot. Johnny Lee Miller gets shot uh, by LL Cool J, and he at this gets, point, he gets killed. It's very, okay. yeah, very yeah. important to we note. I mean, L- L- as far as in, in this part right, of the movie, right. yeah. he is dead. Quote it's unquote like, dead. He's oh, she sees him. He's dead. And then also, this whole part confused me because this part it seemed like then uh, LL Cool J was acting like the serial yes, killer. They, the movie cheats. And it's like, and it's like, wait, what? There's this whole section where he's like he going, is, like, he is the- not the killer. No, and he's going around going, Sarah. Yeah, come out, come out, wherever you are. Yeah, he's acting like <laughs> totally weird. He's acting like the villain because the movie's trying to trick you yeah. into thinking that he is. Right, and then it's it, just outright cheating. And then it just goes, and then it just takes that back later. Yeah, he like confronts her and he goes, boo. You're the victim. And then he picks what are you going to do? And he's, like being, he's being all squirrely and shit like that. Then there's a terrible fight scene between him and Johnny Lee Miller that goes on for way too long. Yeah, it's probably only two minutes long, but it feels well, like it's ten. Because well, it's at the before, end, too. Is this before or after Clifton Collins gets locked in the freezer? Oh, oh yeah. he gets locked in the freezer, right. And then, like, he gets away, but then his gun backfires because his weakness, his weakness was guns. guns. Oh, yeah, and that's and then that's the part where she, and then there's a part where she finds him in the elevator, and she's she, like, smirks and goes, like, couldn't ever be without your gun. And you're, like, and then she's, like, right on time. And then you're, like, wait, are you the... And it's, it's this movie just cheating and making the characters act in a way that makes you think they're the killer. But yeah, they're not acting... Like, her and Ella Cool J at that point are both acting like... You're, they're the only two characters alive at this point, as far as we know. Right. And you're like... They're like, so wait, are both of these guys the serial killer? <laughs> they can't both be... Because they, they don't know each other. The, whole, the movie only has one goal, and it's to keep you tr- keep you tricked. But it, it, but it, And it will go to any absurd lengths to do that. Yeah. It it just, it does logic it, be damned. It's not doing it fairly. It does it no. in such lazy ways. It's like, now now you think both of these characters are the serial killer because everyone else is dead. But Johnny Lee Miller's not dead, and he knocks out... Uh, LL Cool J, and they have a whole thing where she's talking about the paint she put on the clock, and it had to be on his hands. Let's see, it's not. And then Jenny Miller's like, "Uh oh, it's, it's on my hands." It's like the movie was now written, I'm the villain. It's like the movie was written by Leonard from Memento, where it's like he can he can never remember the previous scene before he's writing the current one. And we're not going back and checking. Yeah, I'm not. I can't go back and I'm look. Not there's, go back. there's no way to find out. I, also, I had to write I can't the screenplay read. in one day. Also, I can't read. I've been dictating this to a monkey. <laughs> Who's typing it into a typewriter? I assume it's done. That's why. That's why it's the blurst of time. First draft. Send it out. <laughs> it's Eastwood worthy. <laughs> Rennie Harlan never read the script either until day of or something like <laughs> well, that. Well, he doesn't right. speak English. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's all from memory. Hello? <laughs> he speaks English, but he doesn't understand it. Who's ready to hunt some mines? Uh, so what the so what the uh, Johnny Lee Miller says when uh, when she, she discovers that it's actually him well, with the with the he's got powder. The, he's got the the fluorescent paint on his hands. Yeah. yeah, he goes, "Well, this is awkward." Now he's got an he's accent. Got a, he's no, had, he an, had, accent no, he's had time, an accent the whole time. But it comes and goes cuz it's yeah, a terrible yeah. performance well, in a thought, terrible movie. I thought I thought, "Well, he's got an accent." He's going to be the killer, and, he's and, then British. At, and at the end, he's going to be like, "Well, it looks like you got me." And that he would slip into the British accent, like because oh. that's how they do it. Like you go, like oh, I had that fakey accent the whole time because I was just fooling you, dear. You know, and then he'd do that. And I'd be I like, nicked it when you let your guard down for that split second. But I'd be like, but I'd be like, that's good. Okay, do that. But they don't even do that. Then he just sort of has more of a southern nope, accent. No, I really do talk oh, like this. Okay. I'm from the south. And so it's another British actor doing a fucking Texas. doing a fucking bullshit <laughs> southern accent. And then does, doesn't she like she tells him that like. Like, oh, but I set all the clocks forward ten minutes or whatever. Yeah, she explains that she'd set that she'd m- change the clocks. No, she changed the clocks so that that's how she would catch him because right. he would he would touch the clock because she put the the paint on there so that she knew that the killer would change the clock back. Because the killer's obsessed with time. His weakness is time. And anyway, she thought it was LL Cool J, but it's not. It's this guy, and then they have a showdown. This is one of the best parts in the movie. They end up in this pool where the Navy uses liquid nitrogen to train people somehow. And they're at the bottom of the pool, and they shoot, and and she she grabs a gun from the acid acid lady. They're shooting at each other, and they can tell from firing a couple shots that those bullets aren't going very far in the water. So they're going to have to go up to the water, up to this air, where the B- where the bullets work, they bull- and they're and they're underwater with their hands pointed out, with their guns pointed at each other above the water, mm-hmm. and now it's a question of who can hold their breath the longest. Yeah. This is great. And uh, Johnny Lee Miller just can't do it because apparently the Sarah for some reason can hold her breath really long. Well, he thought he thought that she wouldn't be able to do it. This was part of his plan to get her in the water with a bunch of guns because her her weakness is water. She's like she's like she's unbreakable. Afraid of water. This is just. And so no, he's not, this is unbelievably no silly. no no the aliens, but also unbreakable is weak against water. Is he? Yes. Oh, because he's heavy. Unbreakable is weak against right, water. Because right. uh, <laughs> that's how they kill him, too, in the end of the... M. Night Shyamalan oh, hates water. Oh, I thought you saw it already. No. Oh, well. Oh, no. It we'll dies? cut that out. It's, it sucks. I don't know. Oh, wow. Anyway. Weird. Who cares? The important thing Seems is... like a weird way is... to end your superhero trilogy, yeah. M. Night. It's important that this is <laughs> one of the stupidest things in an already very stupid movie. Uh, and so the above, the holding the guns above the water thing is, is one of my favorite scenes. And so she kills him. And then uh, LL Cool J... <laughs> LL Cool J gets the uh, line gets of the, the fucking century the, at the end of this. Well, no, movie. no, the best no, line but, in the but, but she she shoots him in the throat, and then he he does a whole thing where he's not LL Cool J. is like, I'm still alive. Yeah, and then he's not dead, and then she shoots him again, and because he's like, you won't shoot me or something, and then she shoots him again, and it's like okay. in the top of his head because it's like he's standing there for a minute, and then blood starts going like, bleh. yeah, yeah, and then he dies. I don't. know, I just think it's funny because yeah. it's like that thing where they have to do like the he's dead. No, he's not. Now he is. You got to drag it out longer. <laughs> Is he though? I don't. It's know. like guys, it's already over ninety minutes. You did it. Yeah, you're home free. <laughs> yeah, you frankly, Just have frankly, LL- you're, frankly, you've gone too far. Have then, LL Cool J say the greatest line what, in the history of movies. And what is that? What is that line? Yeah, we found. I guess we found out what his weakness was. Bullets. Amazing. And the pause, like honestly, <laughs> very he, na- he nails it. The pause is magical. It's and I la- And this is a, a, the kind. Of, this is like a joke where the setup is just as good as the punchline. Yeah. Because you're like, oh man, I love that. Well, he could say anything now, <laughs> and it will be perfect. And then his line is bullets, and I <laughs> laugh out loud. What if you? What cheer. if you had done? I mean, let's test that theory. We. I guess we know what his weakness is now. Diapers. <laughs> 
would be awesome. <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense like the rest of this movie. No. I yeah. thought I thought that when, when I was watching this, because I was already laughing when he said, I guess we know what his weakness is. I was yeah. like, yeah, that's the line. And then he goes, bullets. bullets. And then I go, oh! That's what he meant. See, he had to clarify that for you. Because everyone else's, because nobody else's weakness is bullets. Except for the one guy who got shot. Yeah. <laughs> and Christian Slater's weakness was, uh, was liquid nitrogen. Cold. He hates cold, st- very, very cold stuff. You know, I don't like being cold. I don't like being so cold that I shatter all over the ground, especially. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> that would be the worst fate for me to befall me. Certainly the most ironic. I tell you, that nitrogen, I'm totally fine with it, but then you freeze that stuff up into a liquid. Mm, I don't care for that. Don't spray that on my shins. It'll be bad for me. I, I won't be able to stand up. My I'll shins, be- I can't get liquid nitrogen on them. <laughs> Just like the M. Night the Shyamalan movie. Do, the shin guards do nothing. Just like the M. Night Shyamalan movie shins. <laughs> well, don't spoil that one for me, no, too. I, I won't. I'm the sorry. The shins die at the end from liquid nitrogen. <laughs> yeah. And that song from the shins plays at the end. It'll change Natalie life. Portman likes. Yeah, It'll change uh, your life. And then, oh, and then they then they're leaving on a helicopter, and they're like, they say some like funny lines. To yeah, the movie really things. should end on. I guess we knew his weakness, bullets. But there's another like two or three minutes where they're like, yeah, I guess we're friends now. How about that? What a what a situation, huh? I should you want to continue to be a criminal profiler after all well, that. Well, let's go in this helicopter, and I guess have to explain this to a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. So what happened? What was Johnny Lee Miller's motive? He wanted uh, to kill people. He's a he's a killer. He gets to, he just likes it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's not like I, I I hated criminal profilers from the time I was a little boy because my mother was one, and you know, there's nothing like that. It's like yeah. no, he just it was a psycho. Yeah, my mommy didn't molest me or anything like that. I'm just evil. That's all there is, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Uh, and he, yeah, he's talking about it. it's like I was doing shit to animals at first, and then I, then you know, it was just as easy. And, and it, but then I needed a challenge because it was too easy to kill people, and that's how I set up this whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> because it, he wanted an ex, a super ki- a killer challenge. There's a part. He, with at one the... point, he he says tired old. Ha-, he was like, I'm sick. I was sick of getting tips from tired old hacks like Bundy, Gacy, and Dahmer. Yeah, <laughs> they're tired old hacks. There, uh, there's a, a there's bitch. like a part where a cat is like br- gruesomely strung up, yeah. and there are a bunch of cats on this island because I guess like it's an abandoned cats. island. There's a bunch cats. of stray yeah. cats there. Stray cats. Brian Setzer is there. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a cameo. Uh, the guy, the cat, the animated cat from the Paul Abdul video. Yeah, yeah. The cat from Last scat, Action Hero. MC scat cat. <laughs> all the all Garfield. The Garfield. All of them strung up. Garfield's just strung up. <laughs> so he's, many, strung up he's strung up by Heathcliff's intestines. <laughs> so many fake But Heathcliff is just cats. like laughing and saying something weird. Heathcliff's he's just fine. Like, he's like, the meat truck. The, the meat, meat truck, truck is here, The yeah. meat truck. <laughs> you can't get one over old Heathcliff. Uh, let's see. This is the this is the line where Val Kilmer's trying to <laughs> excuse away this in, in batshit idea of taking him to an island. Like, why are we going to an island? <laughs> he goes, uh, if you're on the island, you're isolated, alone, and forgotten. That's what it's like to be inside the mind of a psychopath. Jesus. And they're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Well, the line they is don't got those group turlets there no more, do they? <laughs> the line is, if the taxpayers only knew. That's the specific yeah. line. I really like that one. He's like, that's a very good point. Uh, LL Cool J isn't a profiler. He's a detective who's, who's actually, his job is to investigate Kilmer for weird, for weird training practices. Right. <laughs> So he's so that's why they don't trust him. But then it but then is he the serial killer? But no, he's not. He just acts like it for no. like five minutes. For some reason. For, for the, so the movie can trick you. <laughs> when they find out that the, the, when the when one of the dudes finds out some some random actor guy finds out that the numbers are the speed of light. He goes, "This is the speed of light." And everybody's like, "Huh?" And he goes, "It's a basic principle of physics." 
And then LL Cool J goes, along with shit happens. It's true. I mean, look, the man is wise beyond his years. <laughs> the, the, Bang! Wait, the speed of light. I've never heard of it. What's that? Unbelievable. And, of course, they bring up Croatone. They yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and he goes, I wish you hadn't told that story. And he's like, don't you, isn't it better? That, or I wish you didn't know that story. He's like, isn't it better for you that I do? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> What's the trap? Where's the trap? What is the What's trap? The trap? Where's, Where's the, the trap? trap? What's the trap? Where's the trap? <laughs> That's your new rap song. <laughs> the trap is like a shark's fit. Yep. Uh, Classic. All right. Ratings. A great film. Uh, three and a half Judds. Fuck yeah. I can't give it four because it sucks. That's my limit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fucking fun. And, uh, and, you know, you should see it. You should see it. It's very funny. Even though we've spoiled all the good parts, you, you got to see it for yourself. Because I've seen this a few times, and I watched it again, and was like seeing it again for the first time. Yeah, I mean, is hearing that Christian Slater breaks in half good enough for you? Yeah. You need to see it. You need to see it for yourself. Uh, I'm going to give it two Douglases for the steamy shower fucking and Christian Slater's butt. Full on buns. <laughs> and I'm going to give it, uh, I mean, I have to give it 10 out of 10 acid cigarettes. A whole pack of them. It's just it's technically twenty. In a hey, pack. look, the cigarette is acid. Okay, don't don't don't, don't explain. It. We don't know any more than are that. All the cigarettes in there acid, or he was just like, I hope she grabs like because he's like, I can't make all of them acid, or they will all melt through the pack. So some of them have to be regular cigarettes. And just why doesn't the acid already melt through the pack? Like the well, fire to, activates the acid. It's chemistry. It's chemistry, man. Basic. It's it's, chemi- a, it's a basic principle of chemistry, Travis. If any of us were chemists, we, it would make total sense. You slowly, slowly, you're getting ever closer to the poison donut. Yeah. Any chemists listening to this, let us know what's happening, because I'm sure there's a reasonable the Blue flame indicates that this is a particularly delicious <laughs> cigarette. This is not happening. Uh, I'm going to also give it three and a half. That's as high as I'm willing to go with uh, bad movies, but I, this is one of my all-time favorite bad movies. Not quite Death Wish 3, but pretty close. Mm. Uh, very, very, very silly. It's like one, just one of those bad movies where just everything is stupid. Uh, it just really delivers the goods. Um, Laird says they showed this at a Weird Wednesday once. Like, fantastic. To an audience. Mm. I would fucking love to see yes. this to the fucking crowd. <laughs> I think a crowd would really dig it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to give it uh, one and a half Duggies for that uh, shower for the buns, the Slater buns. Also, is he cheating on the other lady with this lady? Is that, or are they her and that other lady I don't together? Think so. Okay, I couldn't. I didn't know. It seemed like all just these characters seem like her. they're maybe couples, but well, then I never, yeah. I don't know. It's like quintessential movie shit, too, where Christian Slater has broken in half in front of this woman that is his lover, and someone's like, sorry about that to her, and she's yeah. like, she looks a little perturbed. <laughs> she's kind of like a little put out by it. Or it's like the it's like an alien covenant where they're like, We've landed on this weird planet, let's go fuck in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> happens in that one too. I am horny. I am so horny right now. That at least is after they've escaped from the alien planet, I believe. Yes, they've actually gotten off the alien and so, planet. And so they're like they're like they're like, Whoo, well we made it out of now there. We so can bone. at the very least it's like, Well, yeah, we can fuck now that we're not on alien yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah. Of course there's a you know then it doesn't go. Et cetera up. and so forth. Yeah, and so on. And I'm gonna give it uh ten pieces of Christian Slater. <laughs> His butt remained intact after the body <laughs> Thank shattered. Thank God. Uh, belongs in the Louvre. I don't know. <laughs> so do you. I'm going to give it three, I guess. I'm like I'm like waffling between two and a half and three. I don't like it as much as you guys do. I think there's all the I think the highlight reel is great, but there's like a lot of parts where I'm like It is like, an hour and 51 there's a, minutes. There's long. a lot That's of parts. There's a lot of parts where I'm like who fuck I don't fucking care cuz the movie actually is like thinks it's like but like what about these characters and how the they're figuring stuff out and i'm like i don't care nobody cares just get to the part where another one of these pieces of shit dies right 
the, the, know, it's and just, the connective it takes, tissue it, is such that like it's impossible to remember when anything happens in the movie just, like the linearly. Stuff, the stuff between the fun stuff for me w- isn't as entertaining. Right. Like I just if this think movie was well, if it was well paced, I might actually just think it was a good movie. Like I don't know. If it was night, if it was like yeah, I'd, if it was like ninety minutes or whatever. It'd be, like, be like it'd be like that it'd, was so fun. It'd be like wow, okay, there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens pretty quickly. But there's like just I, there's long sections where you're like, just get to the fucking mystery part. I don't know, but easy, I'll give it e- like easy fixes too. Just to, they, take like, that out. out. Yeah. But like three, I don't care for that. I'll, I'll give I'll give it three just because it, it it was it was fun. And and out of the three of these, it was certainly the most fun because it was just sort of like, well, this is a this is dumb for yeah. sure. This is dumb and silly. And you know who I can't hate him. You can't hate a movie where uh, LL Cool J punches bullet holes in the wall to use it to climb across across the wall to unbelievable so, well, over an electrified floor. Bang! You know I can't. So I'll give it three. Uh, I can't. I can't. I can't justify three and a half. Yeah. I, bar- I can barely justify three because. Uh, uh, but uh, I guess one and a half Douglases because it does have one scene where Christian Slater's like, let's get those, take a shower. Slater buns. Slater buns. Slater slabs. And then we get Slater broken buns all over the floor. <laughs> and I'm, oh, fuck, what's, uh, what do we got? Um, give it uh, one. Nope. No, I don't know. Fuck, I'm trying to think of what there was. Uh, one. One. one one pu- puppeteered Kilmer. There we go. Yeah. Um, boy, oh boy. One Kilmer puppet. Because yeah, his weakness was being a puppet, right? Yep. <laughs> he hated puppets. But he was the puppeteer. Uh, guys, here's he a, was the puppeteer yeah. of the whole thing. Yeah. Another, it works. Another thing, though, before we I send you this island, I don't like puppets. Never have. So <laughs> I'm sure that'll never come up again. The one thing I don't <laughs> want to happen is to be turned into a puppet when I die. I fear that the most. Anyways. Uh, I hope the rest of your fears don't come true on murder islands. I hope we all break on through. <laughs> The other side. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alright, that's All right, we it. Did it. We did it. That was Valhalla. That's, Val. that's the extent of Val Kilmer's career. Yep. Welcome to Valhalla. <laughs> that's yep. the extent that's his whole career. <laughs> that sums it up. I think we covered it all. Val well, would be proud. We had the good, the bad, and the barely in the movie. Yeah. Mm. Sure know? enough. Uh, what next are we doing next time? time? We're, are we doing the sequels? Yeah, that's right. Next time we're going to do some sequels. <laughs> we're going to do oh boy. some classic sequels that are going to be We're going to do... U.S. Marshals, yeah. mm. sequel to The Fugitive. And we haven't done The Fugitive yet. And we never will. <laughs> okay. No, we'll do it at some point. I have to talk about how I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's U.S. Marshals, sequel to The Fugitive. We're going to do Along Came a Spider, sequel to Kiss the Girls. Does not have Ashley Judd in it. Everybody no. thinks it does. Instead it is Monica, Monica Parker. Potter. And there's a reason for that. No. And then uh, we're going to do Basic Instinct 2. Yes, basically it stinks too. Two. Uh, that's going to be a Fuck. good episode. I'm excited and dreading all of these. Mm. Yeah. Can't uh, wait. Uh, uh, follow us on, us on Patreon. We're still trying to figure out what our next uh, t- what our next uh, target for Patreon uh, it's 125 but we're we're na- we're zeroing in on what that uh, yeah. special episode is going to be. So well, you know, and then you can you can excitedly join. Yeah. yeah. We we're, get we're closer very close. to 125 patrons. Fuck yeah. Uh, follow us all on Twitter, Letterboxd, all yeah. that good stuff. Rate us and review us. Five stars only. Yeah. Never forget. Until next time. (laughs) Until next time, the suspense is killing us. Bang! Bang! Bang!